Welcome to the Best Picture Cast. I'm your host, Kieran B. I completed my goal of watching every Oscar Best Picture winner ever and decided to start a podcast to review each one. Each episode, myself and revolving co-hosts will discuss, assess, and evaluate a different Best Picture winner with the goal to establish a ranking for the entire list. This is not a who should have won podcast. We're here to discuss the inner circle of movies who took home the crown in their respective years. As a disclaimer, this is an opinion-based podcast. A subjective discussion by movie enthusiasts who don't claim to be trained experts. If we destroy your favorite movie or praise a movie you think is trash, we encourage you to write us in at our email, which is bestpicturepodcast at yahoo.com, on all our social medias, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Letterboxd, at Best Picture Cast. And we are back to go back in time a bit if you're familiar with our return episodes, then you may know what this is all about here because we're returning to a movie that we covered with our third ever episode. And that, of course, is Rain Man. So this is the return to Rain Man episode on January 13th, 2020. Myself and the man who's with me here today, who's returned, sat down and we uh, are was his first podcast ever it was my third podcast ever and and we talked some rain man so chris g welcome back we fucking crushed it that first time i'm telling you man we we were naturals it's amazing <laughs> oh yeah we we had no we didn't break a sweat did we, at absolutely all? i mean I, I wouldn't change a thing i wouldn't change a thing <laughs> well we were back in the same room that we yeah. recorded it uh, way back when I think we all a bit had more, a bit more equipment than we had. At that we point. have a bit more equipment. The room has changed a little bit too. It's like your daughter has taken it over a little more. It's, it's less of a man cave and more of. Uh, it's my daughter's art, uh, playroom and my art space. So that's pretty much taken taken over. Yeah. Yes, but it has served as a uh, as a good podcast recording studio. We've recorded many a rankings episode here. Um, I know Rain Man, uh, the Jaws, Shaws, we did here. Sting, many many yeah. many of those. I think I have. Things. I think I have the coolest podcast room right i think out of everybody i'm not gonna argue with that i'm not gonna argue with that Artie's is extremely problematic depending on the weather <laughs> i mean Artie is problematic so i mean it really does make sense <laughs> i think that's one of my hits i have later um yeah it, dude so it's, it's this is a bit of a trip here um so if if you don't know what we're doing we revisited the movie we revisited the podcast the third ever episode of best picture cast we're going to talk about some of the things we did here today and then a little bit a guest will join us who uh, is new to Best Picture Cast, who I believe is new to the movie too, which should be fun. We're going to start kind of what we're going to do is we're going to go back and forth on some hits and misses that we thought we had from the first one and maybe how our viewing this time around has either stayed the same or changed or where we're at from there. So we're going to have some fun kicking it back and forth. I uh, will start with this. Chris, this is how we started the podcast the last time. What are you drinking here today? I'm drinking a new 
a new something I've never had before. It's a Great South Bay Brewery, a local brewery here, and uh, it's Jetty Honey Ale. Have you checked that one out, Kieran? I have had the Jetty Honey Ale. It's delightful. A pretty good one, popular one. Is it? Yeah, it's yeah. uh, it's very easy going. I like it. Kind of like this movie. It goes down nice and easy. So for me, way back when, in episode three, which was January 13th, as we said, I had the Sam Adams Cold Snap, which was one of my favorites then and still one of my favorites now. Still is. Something's never changed. A lot's changed since January 2020. Yeah. But not that. Not that. Not that. However, this is not January here. We're recording this one in mid-May. Ah, beautiful so, May. Yes. Uh, I, I'm trying to... I'm, I'm three for three now and going and getting the, the beers that I drank in the original episodes. Not so easy finding a cold snap in May. It's You have no. to know the spots, but I was able to track one down today. Instead of instead of having a, like a most people have like a wine cellar, Kieran has a cold snap cellar. He just, he just hides them away. <laughs> I wish I did. I, I have done that in the past, but I I was out, so I had to go out and find a store that had them, and I, okay. I was able to do so. So you got to find one of those slow moving delis, you know. Uh, so I got the cold snap back to join us here as we go back to Rayman. Uh, now, Chris, I got to ask before we get to the movie, way back when. Do you remember what you were drinking, or did you write down or take note of what I you were drinking? I didn't take note of it, no. Okay. Well, you were drinking, uh, which I believe that you had got for your birthday. Oh, yeah. The, the uh, palette of beer, right? Yep. Yeah. And you were drinking from the uh, the Kent Brewery Yeah. in Kent, Connecticut. First time, and I'm sure last time I'll ever have that beer. Oh, well, you, that was going to be my next question. I, I had asked you in that episode, had you ever been to Kent? And you, you said no. And you I called think it a, I called it a podunk town. Podunk town. That yeah. was exactly your, your phrase. Um, so you have not been to Kent since. No. I, be- I try not to get to Connecticut if I, I cannot possibly help it. <laughs> your home state. Yeah. Yeah. And you have not had the beer or, or anything from the brewery since either. No. No. I don't even know if the brewery still exists. <laughs> I'm sure it does. We'll have to track it down. And, you know, I hope if, if we have any listeners or ever had any listeners from, uh, <laughs> from, from Kent. Kent and you were offended then and or potentially offended, offended again. You know, we. <laughs> I, well, like we're 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 doing the uh, the the re ran man, and we're gonna re offend everybody. So it's <laughs> great. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, so maybe maybe you know when we do this again three years from now, we'll have to do it live from Kent, Connecticut. <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Chris, you watched the movie for this. I did. Have you seen Rain Man since we covered it back in 2020? Um, I did catch it. Uh, I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched a little bit of it. Uh, it was on, I don't know, like HBO or something like that. It had just randomly popped on or it was on TV somehow. Mm-hmm. And I did catch a little bit of it. And I was like, oh, Rain Man, great stuff. So I watched a little bit of it. And then obviously for this, I watched the whole thing again. Yeah. Uh, so for me, it's pretty similar. Uh, I have not watched it front to back since, but I did catch it on TCM. Yeah. I think it probably was the same thing. It was yeah. like on somehow and I just threw yep. it on. You know, Caught a good hour from, you know, probably half hour in to an hour from there. So it's, it's right to- smack in the middle. Totally a movie you can do that too. Like, yes. Oh, it's a, oh, they're, oh, they're cross country. Cool. Cool. I'm in, you know, yeah, those road trip movies tend to have that effect. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter what exit they're on in the trip. You can just hop on exactly. and join exactly. for the ride. Yeah. Uh, so just initial thoughts about revisiting the, the movie itself this time around. Was it as, as you thought it, did it hit you any different? No, I mean, it, it, it hit me a little different in only in a, be- kind of in a better way. Uh, I just, I caught a little bit more of the nuance of the film. It has more more nuance than I think we really touched on in the first uh, the first pod. There's a lot of little subtleties and a little intricate parts that are re- that really give it life. That I noticed a little bit more of this. I was noticing more of the details this time. I think we're pretty much on the same page yet again with it because 
and and this is a movie we've talked about ad nauseum because we've had the rankings episode. We've a few times have have hit it up from there. I agree. I, you know, coming in, I was a little, I was a little nervous that this would kind of be exactly what I thought it would be, yeah. and be like, all right, this is a little more run of the mill, or it's right kind of right down the middle like I expected to be. But no, there were once you got into it. I mean, the first five ten minutes were a little rough for me as far as, you know, like, all right, I've been here before. Yeah, like, you, yeah. Engage me a little bit. It's less interesting at the beginning because the characters are a bit more one-dimensional. Like, mm. Charlie specifically yes. is a bit more one-dimensional yep. at the beginning. Yep, we've been here before. We know yep. what they're doing. Yeah. But I, I tell you, I got locked in, yeah. and by the end of it, I was like, chef, chef's kiss. This, yeah. is, this is, it hit me even a little stronger this yeah. time, I thought. Me too. Yeah, yeah same thing. It was, it was just like these little moments. And I'm like, oh, I kind of missed mm. that, or it didn't quite, that didn't quite hit me this time. Like, uh, you know, well, I'm sure we'll get into some of those things, yeah. but I, it's really... More intricate than I had remembered it being. Uh, totally my experience, too. Yeah. The next part here is you listen to the podcast, which I'm okay. sure you haven't listened to, the be- if you've even ever listened to it before. I, I don't like it. I don't like <laughs> I don't like listening to myself. I, I was don't. just going to intro, intro that way. You're not, you're not one that loves to hear your no. own stuff. So no. talk to me about the experience about going, going back in time to hear that. Uh, it's cringy listening to myself, I, you know, because you pick up all your little idios, idiosyncrasies and... and Every time you stumble, I'm just like, fucking spit it out, motherfucker. You know, I'm like yelling at myself. But honestly, I thought we did a pretty, for never having done that before, I thought we did a pretty good job. I mean, we covered a lot of it well, and uh, we were pretty insightful for not knowing shit about reviewing movies, really. I thought we did a pretty good job. I, I was, like the movie, I thought the movie would be dated when I went back to it. I thought the pod was going to be pretty dated, and it wasn't so bad. Yeah, and I got to say, you know, this was... My third one of these, yeah. as I said before, I recorded the one with Artie in like late October, then took like a month off from it to figure regroup a little bit, did the one with Joey, the Cuckoo's Nest with Joey in December, and then a month later did this one. So I had a little bit of a feel for what I wanted to do. I'd heard myself. Uh, I'm not sure that I was editing them just yet, so there were still little gray areas there. I had a little bit of an adjustment game plan yeah. and whatnot. You, this is your first time on microphone yeah. in this one. Literally, you just sat down and you went. And I, I really thought, and listen, our rapport is, conversation rapport is always gonna been say that, that way. I mean, the day we met, we started doing exactly. this stuff just without it being recorded. We've know? always been good at just having these like long, these long detailed conversations and it just flows. And I think we were, it did go well. Like we just kind of sat down and just went into it like we were sitting at the bar talking. So uh, yeah. And, and you know, we're the first one with already true pilot. You know, we would just press play and said, let's just hope for the best. Yeah, then you truly don't know how it's going to go with him. Like, it just <laughs> it could go any which way. Now, the second one with Joey, I thought had a little more of the bones and the blueprint yeah, of what of what it would become. What we wanted BPC yeah. to be. But this one, I thought, had the flow that the three or four person pods have now. Like, yeah. it was a little more of an open, either it's just two of us, but it was less of a, like a, a head-to-head, I talk, you talk, I talk, you talk. Yeah. It was like an open floor conversation Absolutely, like yeah. you have, like you said, sitting in a bar or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, that that part of it I dug. You know, of course, the technical end of it, there's always time yeah, smacking my listen. head. And the, like you said, the idiosyncrasies and whatnot. Yeah. Listen, I thought we covered the movie pretty well. Now, I we're going to go into yeah. hits and misses here. Okay. Um, while we're patting each other on the back. And, <laughs> I know, right? And really, you know, complimenting <laughs> each other. Bunch, I'm, of lo- bunch of losers. <laughs> 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 we're so great at this. I'm going to start with my first hit. And uh, this is... 
going to be a compliment to, to you. I couldn't believe the first... Please please go on. Yeah, the first two, three minutes and how natural you were. Uh, oh, I, I was like, wow, he sounds at that like he sounds today. This was no... The, the learning curve really wasn't even there. One could look at that as I have not improved in three years. <laughs> But okay. Well, you know, I'll let you. I'll let you work that out for yourself. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, holy shit, Chris is like, it's like he's already in his fifth season with this. Well, I think you you did say it on the pod once that like wh- whoever I am on this microphone is pretty much just who I am. I don't really. <laughs> you're not putting on a voice. You're not uh, putting on a character. This is this is plug me in or yeah, let get me know what you am recording. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna follow that up with the with the other hit because this was right. I think this was in amongst your first sentences. And it was absolutely my experience this time with the movie. You just let off with Dustin Hoffman is incredibly captivating was the word yeah. you used. And that was the totally my experience this time. I couldn't take my eyes off the screen when he was on there. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, th- what he does with this character, you know, it, it just, it's, it's. And yes, what he does, and kind of what he doesn't do. Yeah, and right? it's, it is heartbreaking for frustrating. But it's also like, it's, it's oddly really fun and yeah. entertaining and like, you can't wait to see what he's going to do next and how he's going to react and how he's going to drive Tom Cruise yeah. crazy next, you know? Yeah. So uh, captivating was the perfect word to do it and you hit it in the first sentence of the pod. Yeah, I thank you. Uh, I While I still think that, I, I have to say that the combo of him and Cruise together is is, is really magical. I don't know if his perfor- Dustin Hoffman's performance pops off the screen if you don't have the Tom Cruise counterpart, if you don't have that the reaction to it. Do you, you see what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. Absolutely. You need... They, they kind of needed each other to really for both their performances to to fly off the screen like they do. I feel like yeah, and I think you made that point back then yeah, too. Yeah. It's just that just the two of them you could sub one out for the other, but the the chemistry the two of them had really Absolutely. is kind of what makes this thing flow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what did you have for your uh, first uh, hit over there, Chris? So I think one of the things that we really nailed in general was the journey that these these guys go on, and from the where we start, where Charlie starts to where he ends, how we really watch this guy develop and change. And while I think we we talk about how it kind of can seem a little bit too quick, like six days or whatever, and Charlie's a diff, kind of a different person than he is at the beginning, yes. I didn't find that to be the case this this, re, this time around. I, I think it, we really did a good job of talking about the beautiful journey that these two men go on together and yeah. that they really form this this great bond. You know, it, it's incredible... It's just an incredible ride you go on with these two guys, you know? Yeah, and I, I had, so I, I kind of had that exact part of the conversation highlighted and kind of in a half hit, half miss type of thing, because that was one of the areas where we did split a little bit. You were a little unsure, as like, can you change in six days? Yeah. What is this? With? Yeah. And this time around, I said like a version of this back then, but I, I don't know that Charlie does change, and I don't think that's the point. Right. It's not about him changing. It's about him developing a bond and relationship with his newfound brother. Right. It's you can do that without changing, and you can still be at heart what you were before. But now there's just a new part of you that that has a little a, a little more warmth and a little yeah. more love in it. You know, it's well. I think I think one of the things we we maybe didn't go into enough too was the the being overwhelmed with anger. I think that's a lot. A lot of where the character at the beginning, Charlie's character, starts is he's just overwhelmed with this anger towards his father and his his past. And that makes him an asshole, yeah. <laughs> you know, essentially. And as the as the story goes and how the relationship how as the relationship changes or it develops, I think that that anger starts to wash away maybe or 
I don't know what he's. Yeah, or or I think there's just like a little more of an appendage of love there, yeah, where yeah. you know I I don't know that you'd be absolved of all that anger, you know, or even that the character is because I I don't think that the next step for this character after that train pulls away is everything's great and sunshine and happiness yeah, and all my money yeah, problems yeah, are gone yeah. and all my female problems are gone and all my you know, I think he's although still they kind have, of are yeah. <laughs> by the end I mean right <laughs> well it. it, it this month, but yeah, I think moving yeah, forward, yeah, yeah, he's still sure. going to have a lot yeah, of that to deal yeah. with. One fun thing, and I kind of have this filed under misses. I picked up this time, in the fact since we just didn't notice it, I don't think, or if we, I'm, I'm, it might. I'm worried that it's going to be the one that okay, I have, but okay, we'll go. See. I heard Tom Cruise talking about just very briefly talking about Barry Levinson's directing style, and he says that he he's he's a very ironic director, and he loves irony, you know. And I just heard that sounds like oh, okay, that's funny. And I, that's not the first thing I think of when I think of Rayman. And then I'm watching, like, oh, I do see little moments. And I thought, like, one of the kind of cool parallels in this movie is, is that we spend all this time focusing on how hard it is to communicate with Raymond. Tom Cruise's character, Charlie, is equally as hard to communicate with because yeah. he doesn't listen to anybody. Right. You, you have the scene in the hotel room, Valeria Galino, he's, he's ordering the pizza, and he goes, hey, pepperoni? And she goes, no, 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 no pepperoni. He goes, yeah, pepperoni's okay. You know, he's... He's as blocked off yeah. with the rest of the world as Raymond is right. because he's so self-centered and so into himself and so yep. introspective. His problems are bigger than everyone else's problems. Yeah, just like kind of in Raymond's mind, his his issues and his needing the the fish sticks, needing the toothpicks, needing like this. That's his world. Charlie's in a version of that world too, and the parallels are were super interesting to me this time around. And I love Valeria Galino's uh, presence in this as kind of a, a spotlight on the two of them. Right, right. I think that's absolutely correct. That is not the thing that I was thinking of, but cool. uh, that that totally makes perfect sense. You're totally right. Even I noticed Tom Cruise, his choice in like his speech patterns, or maybe it was in the script, I don't know exactly, but he kind of speaks uh, like Raymond. I don't know if you knew you picked up on that, when he repeats the, even even when he hears the will and he keeps repeating the, definitely Raymond yeah. also does that so like yeah. they have similar speech patterns and like I was like oh I, I didn't I don't think we picked up on that the last time I'm like oh they're kind of speaking the same way and not even this is before they even get together one of the things I noticed that we missed the parallel between the car the classic car being the thing the catalyst uh, for their relationship him and the dad Charlie and his dad's relationship splitting and then he goes into the exotic car business and like hmm. the exact, yeah. basically the exact thing that, that separated him and his father, he go, now goes into that kind of business. And I thought that was like an interesting little wrinkle that I think just went over my head the first time. Yeah, I, that did too. And another thing that I didn't think of till you were just talking right now is the car is also what brings him together with Raymond. Raymond, you know, Ray, yeah. that's how Raymond right. finds oh, yeah. them. That's how Raymond fi- wow. he finds the car. And the I literally car didn't think of that either together. until just yeah. now. Yeah, it's, that's yeah, wild. Very cool. So this is, this is what I'm saying about these little, these intricacies that I noticed this time around that I, I guess we we just, you know, we, I think we did a good job ex- examining the movie from a, in a broad way, but not in these, these little details. Yeah. There's a lot of little details in this that I, I had missed. Yeah, yeah, and I think just the sign of a, a really well-made movie. And, yeah. you know, and, and you know, the other... The other thing that we look at here is that since that podcast, we've done these countless numbers of movies, you know, and if you want to count the rankings ones, it's been upward of 45 movies, right. including all the honorary episodes and whatnot from there. So you and I are looking at these things differently, particularly camera work 
and yes. setting and all this. We're looking at it differently now than we were doing it then. I mean, we were still avid movie watchers, but we weren't necessarily plugging in and putting our words to the microphone to, to really yeah. define what we like and what right. we don't like about it. I mean, I watch, even what I watch in my personal life, I watch it completely differently now yeah. than I, than I yeah, did too. before that, that, yeah. this, you know? When I see the camera work in this and I'm like, this is, yeah. they took a lot of time to make sure this thing looks really good. Yeah. To make sure that there's no one look to this movie. There's, it, you get all these different looks. and you That's a really good point. You mentioned something very similar to that. I, I don't know how much you fully expanded on it. I, I see, let me see if I had your, your exact quote here. You did. You said that, that not staying in the same style is kind of what life with Raymond is like because you don't know <laughs> yeah. what you're going to get. And, and you, were, you were talking about it specifically to how the, um, the, when he burns the waffle how that scene was shot. Yeah, right. And you were just, yeah, you were it talking, feels different. Yeah, yeah. You were talking exactly. specifically yeah. about that scene. But looking back, it does not independent to that scene. Right. All the scenes look differently. Yeah, you know, they, yeah. they, they're shot and picked up differently. And, you know, when you're on a road trips type of film and sequence thing, it probably is a convenient thing to yeah. do. It's like, oh, let's, you know, well, we don't have to be as consistent. I also noticed this time around that the, when you're seeing Raymond's POV, they they did a they did a it's a purposeful thing they did where like they're driving in the car and you see Raymond and then you see him looking where staring out into wherever mm-hmm. and then they show he's just he's looking at the shadow the shadow of the car going out down the, the road or the whatever's in the 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 side of the road is going by and he's just staring off so like they're showing like his perspective and it looks it wouldn't be what you and I were, would be looking at, yeah. right? Like, yeah, they're staring down or looking out. Yeah, right. we did mention that they only show them. They only show uh, Raymond in his profile. Yeah, right. You know, yeah, well, it, right. of course, because he wouldn't stare at you straight on. You wouldn't look at him straight on. Yeah. Right? An aside here, a fun little miss. The show a typical. You brought up uh, yes. the show a typical, yes. and I think you said it was uh, it was a hit show that everyone loves. Yeah. You still like it? Still watch it? Still well, I think it's way? over now. It's canceled. It, yeah. It or got it, canceled or it ended? I don't know. It was done in 2021. It, it, it ended. It just ended. It ended yeah. gracefully. It I think so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just heard you talking like, oh, it's just a great show. Everyone loves it. It's a big hit. I mean, I it, look it up. I'm like, well, it ended in 2021. So yeah, I, I, think, it, I think it ended three, naturally. With, with three or four seasons. I yeah. think so. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. I was yeah. just wondering if that was just the show you were hot on the moment on or if it's something that. No, I think I watched the whole thing and it ran its course. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's still one you're up for recommends. I know uh, yeah, you, I thought it was great. It was you like, with TV shows, you, you churn and burn with them. There's so many times like you'll be like, yo, you gotta watch the palm tree in the in the bees nest. <laughs> Dude. And I'm like, uh I, like, oh, episode three, it's it's the most incredible episode. And then I'm like, what happened to that bees nest palm tree? Oh no, 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 don't worry. Kieran, about that. That's gone. I have <laughs> impeccable taste in television. I still can't get you to watch Succession, which is like the best show on television. I, I will be starting soon. I will right, be good, starting good, soon. Good. Yeah. No, you have great you have great taste in shows, but you just watch a lot. I, I do watch and you a lot. get excited about it I while do. you're watching. I it, do. So. One thing that was fun for for me to hear, and I had this as an absolute hit, us talking about the wire just you know oh, jumping yeah. back i mean that hasn't changed <laughs> i mean, I mean i'm literally rewatching it again yeah and like, like and every i think like every time i see it, we come up with the wire in some way or form. i still got to get you to watch uh, we own the city that's uh it's see, this the is wire what I'm talking about people he's still doing it's he's doing the wire it live on the microphone it's right the now. wire too <laughs> okay it's the right, wire too come he's on he's doing it live on the mic right now. i am absolutely yes it's just always fun hearing us charm it's like oh, three, <laughs> yep three years ago we were talking about the wire just as much as we are today yep. yeah yeah we haven't stopped if anybody wonders that we're still talking about it yep and uh we we also brought up the anecdote of us drinking the pot, the bottle of Patron. Oh my and God. you say uh, at the beginning of the podcast, you go, hopefully, hopefully this episode won't end in us polishing off a bottle of Patron. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you listen to our Parasite episode a couple of episodes oh, no. ago, 
That's yeah. what happened. <laughs> Oh dear God! <laughs> so it's funny how the little you were telling the future there. That was, uh, <laughs> you were Chris. You weren't there for that one. That was uh, me, Artie, Jay, and and Joe. But a good good episode. Go check that out. Yeah. And it was kind of fun to know. Like, and we'll talk about this more toward the end. But Parasite hadn't won yet, and I think the nominees had come out that day. Uh, yeah. At the end, we're, we're the talking. End I think you you say nineteen seventeen was going to win, and I say uh, the Irishman. The, we were. You ball. said Irishman or Joker. Yeah, that's a, yeah. That's we a, were all wrong. We were very wrong. I said nineteen seventeen, which did end up becoming the favorite. And yeah. I said, but there's an outside chance I could see Parasite winning. So I did. I did. I checked out a little. All right, bit. All right. Joker is best picture winner hasn't. Has uh, I know. I know. That's yes. that. That filed under miss for Yeesh. us. I think. Yeah. How? What are your thoughts on the Joker at this point? Because you did say that I haven't revisited it, and I don't know if I really have any interest in yeah. revisiting it. I did think the performance was, was great. Um, Agreed. Yeah, I haven't I, revisited it either. I don't have any interest in seeing yeah. that movie again. <laughs> we were fired up about it back then. We were. Both of us were. Yeah, we were lots, like, lots. I loved it. You loved it. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> the world got the world got a lot harder after that. So I, I, <laughs> the I world need... went up and got itself in a hurry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> was there anything that's when you listened to the podcast you stood out and said, ah, you know, I don't, I yeah. don't feel that way anymore. Yes. Um, remember, I, I was talking about the uh, scene of the will and how he the the the, the unnatural. Ness mm. of the of the speaking and I kind of watch it again and I'm like I don't care this is so entertaining to watch that like why was I so critical or analytical about that you know like yeah maybe 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 it's not the most realistic but maybe maybe it was and I also saw the the notice of speech patterns similar to Raymond I see what they're doing mm-hmm. now yeah, the definitely definitely which I think we called a, a, yeah. a little bit yeah so like I think I I think I was wrong there I think I, sh- I shouldn't have been critiquing that so harshly this is too funny because when we were doing this three years ago my take on that scene was this is so entertaining and I yeah. love this and I'm so fired up and then you hopped in with that this time around, I'm like, ah, I kind of see what he was saying. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <So> we flip-flopped. <laughs> well, you know what it is? I think, you know, doing it for the first time, I was I was almost like looking for things yeah, to yeah. criticize. But I do you know? get what you're saying. It was, that's that's the one section of the movie where it felt like like it was line reading. Like he was yeah. he was trying to do like that Shakespeare monologue or he's trying to do that big yeah. like. Yeah, it's my, it's my Oscar moment. This I'm is gonna, my moment. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. my monologue. So I did, I saw that this time. Right? It's funny how we flip-flopped. Yeah. That, though. That's, uh, that's, I'll tell you one thing we got right, but maybe not right enough is Barry Levinson. It, I mean, he, he almost single-handedly ruins the fucking movie for me. <laughs> that scene is absolutely terrible. Dude, it's oh, embarrassingly bad. And yeah, he, and he's literally stepping all over Tom Cruise the entire time. Yeah, well, we'll we'll reevaluate our our awards, and maybe that'll uh, maybe that'll stay the same. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. it's worse. Like, yeah, I I literally he I'm watching it, and I'm like, he's ruining the fucking movie for me right now. Like, this is so fucking bad in every way. <laughs> Terrible. We were we were right, but not even we weren't right enough. Like, we didn't go into it harshly enough. One of my favorite moments from that podcast, which I. It's something I've used a few times in these episodes uh, where you talk about Tom Cruise doing the coiled spring. Yes. I love yeah. that phrase. Yeah. I love that. That's It's something that you you highlighting that. Like I, I look for that in other movies now yeah. since yeah. that day. So and, I, and Tom Cruise is like the king of it, I feel like. Yeah. He's the king of starting off tight. Winding and, up, winding and up, winding up. And then boom, exploding. Yeah, like a jack-in-a-box. So that's, that, that's always great. That's always great for me. You know where I actually got that from is I – if you ever watch the um, – the the commentary of 
uh, Chasing Amy. There's like a, the DVD that has the commentary. It's Ben Affleck and Kevin Smith talking through the movie. Mm-hmm. And they talk about Jason Lee. There's a scene where he... You ever see, Have you seen that movie, Kieran? Yes. Do you know the scene where, where Jason Lee is... Well, I don't think he's really doing it, but he's drawing the picture of like the... The bunny, the the Easter bunny, Santa Claus, the lesbian, uh-huh. and he's like, you know, basically like, what's the difference between these? What what's the same about all these? It's like they're a figment of your fucking imagination. Yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. yeah. Just in that scene, Jason Lee does that coiled spring yep. and uh, builds up, builds yeah, up, and he's, he's another like, good one with that. He's like, calm, 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 and then boom, he explodes. Yeah. And that's kind of where I got that phrase from, and it really makes sense. You know, I like that. I like that a lot. Victoria Galino, we we both. Um, I really was drawn to her oh. character this time around, like even more so. I thought she was such an important asset to this movie. Oh man, uh, unbelievable! I yeah. mean, it, she be- it gets better every time I watch her. <laughs> yeah, and that section where she leaves, I was kind of like, ah, let's get her back here. Like, I, I'm, know. I, I know they want you, you want to have alone time with the two of them, but but I'm I like, think that was good. That was smart in a lot of ways because, like, when she comes back, you're kind of like, oh, good, like she's yes. back, you know. Um, yeah. And we need the time with the two of them alone. Totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and she's just so. She's such a, a, a maternal entity and a, a, a real feminine quality that the movie mm. desperately needs because oh, she's like literally the only needs. one. And I think she's phenomenal in it. And she adds just everything she adds to it is great. Uh, yeah, the movie needs affection. And, and yeah, somebody that's caring. It and, can't just be brotherly affection. Yeah. There has to be. Like a motherly. There has to. Yeah. 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 And especially because there's no, there's not even a mother character discussed. Do they discuss the mom? That she died when that they were very died. young. That's yeah. It, right. So there's no, not even a mother character in the periphery anywhere. So like you really need her. And the, the scene in the elevator is, while kind of weird, like we I think we talked about that in the yeah. pod, um, like awkward, like I would be freaking out if you just shut the elevator down on me. Uh, but it's a, it's a wonderful little scene. It's a great where, scene. And I appreciated it so much more this time. Yeah. I think last time we were kind of a yeah. little unsure about what was going on with I, it. I, I'm going to say something. I'm going to ask you a question and, and you might be like, oh God. Might be an arty thing. Is there any chance that Raymond doesn't get a boner <laughs> in that scene? <laughs> She's like whispering closely. I mean, it doesn't say that he doesn't get one. I don't, I don't have the time. I mean, that. but she's literally like up on him, whispering yeah. in his ear and stuff. You know, it's like uh, I, I was like, wow, this is she's a. We don't know that he doesn't get a boner every time he says who's on first. That's Maybe that's true. why he's saying who's on first to try to <laughs> calm it down a little. That segues right into my next one. This is a direct quote uh, from you, Chris, which is aged just like a fine wine okay. brilliantly. <laughs> I happen to know Artie B, and there's something wrong with him. <laughs> <laughs> I did laugh at that when I listened to it. Amazing. Oh, man. Amazing. I thought the, the three diner scenes was a cool way that I laid it out yes, last time. That was I really good. Yeah. Forgot yeah. about it this time around. Like I, yeah. this time I'm just watching and then I'm going back and listen. I go, Oh, that is kind of cool. Yeah. This. But then I almost screwed up by not talking about the third diner scene. And as we're ending, you're like, Oh, the third diner. So like you, you called me yeah. back to it. Like, the, oh, that's thank God, the, that the one with the syrup. When uh, he, yes. You yeah. to, 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 try to make the joke. That's such a good scene, dude. Yeah. And, and when he, when Raymond like laughs, even though it's like a, a weird, like it's a Raymond laugh. It's like a, he's, He's mimicking uh, how, yeah. how like typical people laugh, but it's such a moment where you're like, it's like, uh, oh, that's so nice to hear him like, yes. kind of have fun like, yeah. for a minute and you, start to understand the the ideas behind comedy. Yeah, whether or not he understands it is is up for debate. He probably and, and not necessarily more mimicking it, but like it's, it's more about a connection that he's yes. developing with his brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the things that you said to me off mic is, God, I'm listening to us back then and I want to hop in and say you know 
run, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. or buy stock in Zoom. <laughs> that's what I said. That's the first thing I thought. I was like, I just want to tell this guy, guys, go buy stock in Zoom right now. Yeah. <laughs> Things are about to go down. Oh, man. Or buy stock in hand sanitizer and then sell, <laughs> sell, sell. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Yeah. And, and we, it's, man, it's crazy. We talk about social change in the lens of January 2020. Yeah. And it's crazy to think about how much social change has happened between then and now. Yeah, I know. Well, I it's was wild. I I don't know if you had this experience Karen, but I was listening to us kind of twist ourselves into pretzels trying to use the right language mm. and uh, did you uh, did you yes, pick up on yeah. that at all? And I'm I'm th- I'm listening to us and I'm just like Jesus man this is like it's tough to have a conversation about anything remotely uh, difficult without being afraid that you're gonna say something wrong and you know? I think it would be even harder today. yeah I don't I think mean, it's gotten easier I think it's gotten harder absolutely and, yeah. you know we're quoting the movie using the R word and I'm listening I'm like I don't even think that I would I know I think I would just say R word well, I don't even we did talk a lot about like. If that, how this would be if it were made today in 2020 at the time? Yeah, and, ha- I, and how straight up, problematic it straight up could not be made. It, yeah, not now. You, they, these, those two guys would be canceled. Yeah, right. Dustin Hoffman would be canceled for doing that. First of all, he's not. He doesn't have autism in real life. He, you know, he's not portraying it. Probably we talked about this. When he's not portraying it on totally accurately. You know, he's taking things from here and there, and. It's just such a shame because it is a wonderful performance and a and a creative performance and something that, while not necessarily totally accurate, really, really is a beautiful performance and like yeah. entertaining and it's something that we probably couldn't do now. Yeah, there's a, a deeper debate there somewhere with that as to what you know what is acting, where does acting start and end, and who who is the you know, who has the right to do it where, you know, and it's not really even for us to debate yeah. <laughs> or to decide. I mean, I thought we went into it in that episode maybe more than we needed to, you yeah, know, even yeah. talking about like the usage of, of the N word and the usage of the R word. And, and if you're doing a timepiece, yes. are you to be appropriate to what it was at the time? Is it acceptable? Is it not? It's, it's a complicated. Well, even thing. that conversation we had, I could tell we were like really being careful because yeah. like, what's the right thing? I, I mean, I think we did a pretty good job. I think it depends on the, the project on the on the material. Yeah, I could I could hear myself in the back of my head going, "Is this something I really want to get into in my third episode of this?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But some of these, ep- I mean, some of these movies really, you have no choice but to, but to least touch on these things because this is this is where we are, and we're know? living it. Yeah, yeah, we're living it, and it, it's wild. Three years ago, to think about how different of a time that was, considering everything that's happened between now and it's then. Crazy. Yeah, it is. It is crazy, and. Man, it's a lot of. I, I read, read a bunch of reviews about Rain Man. Yeah, since we've covered it, because so you like said at the time it, it kind of had a not a great sheen on it, right? Yeah, and, and I've I've read I've, I've read a few reviews from twenty one, twenty two, so years after we even recorded. Yeah, it. and it, there were a lot of positives, and there were a good amount of negatives too, and you know it, the negative ones were pretty much people who could not get past the the basic premise of the fact that yeah. it's not fully accurate about what the ailments are. And, and well, I think we, under, we talked about that pretty, we did. And in, I think that depth. you have to put yourself in the, in 1988 and, right. and I think what the movie accomplished in raising awareness for this 
outweighs balances out that outweighs yeah. the the maybe the inaccuracies or the misunderstandings of of right yes of, and yeah. this is this is not an insensitive performance from Hoffman this is not a uh, this is not a casual performance yeah. he really went into this with all of the intentions yeah. to to not just to not just properly portray the character he was trying to portray but to do so in in making the world aware of of a, a growing situation with yeah. and, and a growing discovery of this of right. of this ailment. You just Kieran, you just nailed you used the, exactly the right word. It's all about intent. Mm-hmm. What's the intention? His intention was to be as respectful as possible. You can tell. If if there if your intention is to be subversive and really piss people off and you do this thing and you're like you're like this is fucked up, you know, but th- this is clearly they're, they're they made this movie with a, a lot of respect. I, yeah. I, in my opinion, I can kind of clearly see that. Yeah. So it's all about intent. It's all about what they intended. And, yeah. And did they, and, did they miss on some things for sure? But it was 1988. You yeah. Know? And it was also done with limited knowledge of, of the world. Yeah. Like the, the, what the, the spectrum truly entails. And like you said, if anything, this movie brought attention, awareness to to this, and which is that can never be a bad thing, you know. Yeah, and another hit that you had too is I thought you did great research on the different uh, types and functions of autism, and kind of highlighting that that he was taking kind of all the different yes. examples of and putting it into one yes. character. That you know, this isn't what every autistic person does, but it should use examples of. I have a very, I have a very special. Uh, google search it's called ask my wife <laughs> which is where i got all that information so yes. uh yes yeah and and uh your wife jasmine is a is a child Clini- clinical clinical psychologist yeah. Yep. yeah so she understands all this stuff very well yeah i'm listening to this and i'm like God, look at all this wonderful research chris did why hasn't he done any since <laughs> <laughs> that is that is bullshit that is inaccurate talk about inaccuracies Karen. oh god i have some mistakes to clear up now if i take a second okay to do this great here. Do it. Okay. Uh, Vanilla Sky. First of all, Uh-oh. Penelope Cruz was not nominated for an Oscar in Vanilla Sky. I said that. It's just <laughs> not accurate at all. <laughs> Penelope Cruz was nominated four times. Volver, Vicky Cristina Barcelona, nine in Parallel Mothers. She won for Vicky Cristina Barcelona. She was not nominated in Vanilla Sky. Calling Vanilla Sky an Oscar movie. That's you. You said I, that. That's me. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I'm correcting. Everything I'm correcting oh. right now is all me. Oh, you can yeah. correct me too, but yeah, you yeah. definitely said that. Uh it, it, calling it an Oscar movie, that seems a little bit of a stretch. Now, I, it was I like nominated movie, for but... an Oscar for original song by a Paul McCartney song. Uh, I don't know that that makes it an Oscar movie. Wasn't there, isn't there an awesome Radiohead song in that movie? There might be, but it probably wasn't original to the movie or to the it's every Everything in its right place is, is the song, it, okay. but, but it wasn't for, for that movie. I yeah. Um, so there's been plenty of movies like, that aren't Oscar movies at all that maybe have had a song nominated. So just because it gets a nomination, does that make an Oscar uh, wait, movie? Have you, you hadn't seen it when we... we... I still have not. No, I still uh, have not. I, I mean, I kind of like that movie. I don't know. People don't necessarily. Movies I have seen since that I said I hadn't seen at the time. Top Gun Maverick, obviously. That's a big well, mess. Top I'm Gun. Go, yeah. Oh. Uh, I, I'm going to go back to that Oh, second, I laughed my ass off. Yes. Color of Money. Days yeah. of Thunder, yeah. Last Samurai, Edge of Tomorrow, and Mississippi Burning. You saw all of those uh, movies. Yeah, since. also The Accidental Tourist. I've seen all those. Okay. We ripped that a little bit. We'll get to that at, at the end of this too. But I got to go. One of the biggest misses of this whole thing. It's coming out with the new Top Gun. Did, <laughs> Did that it... movie come and go already? <laughs> 
Dude, I, I almost fell over when I heard us wow. say that. When you said that. That has not I was aged. like, I don't think so. You're like, oh, I hope not. Yeah, it, no, it's just going to save the movie oh. business, but okay. Wow. That was like uh, that was like Billy Zane in the Titanic. Who's this Picasso guy? He'll never amount to anything. You know? Oh, yeah. my God. Let's just save theaters as we know it. Be nominated for Best Picture and probably should have won. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah. Dude, I heard you say that. And I, I I knew you were gonna like have a flip out about that when you heard it. That kind of defines a miss when we talk about a miss. <laughs> That's so good, dude. Oh, uh, uh, did that come to come and go already? I'm like, I don't think so. Oh God. <laughs> uh, we we putz around about Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise's relationships. I have the, the I facts. have the timeline now. Yeah. Okay. So they met in 89 on the set of Days of Thunder. Right, I said that. They immediately started dating. So they were dating throughout the filming of it. Far and Away is when they get married? Uh, They get married in 90, and Far and Away is filmed in 92. So they get married before before they film for Far and Away. Eyes Wide Shut is 99. That's at the end. They're separated and divorced in 2001. Right. So they were together. They were struggling during that. Yes. Which is why that, you can see it. And she's in a hiatus from 99 to 2001. Yeah. And then she comes out in Moulin Rouge. But during that hiatus is basically when the marriage is yeah. being. You know. But even in Eyes Wide Shut, if you watch it, like you can tell there's a, like, a, an actual real tension going on. Like, yeah. I mean, that's why that movie works in that, in those scenes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, cleared that up because this, <laughs> we're just oh, punching around. Oh, this, 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 <laughs> this that. I thought the, the, the baseball stuff and all the baseball times, this movie is fun, just considering that we have that. Kind of going on in all this. This movie's laced with baseball stuff. I love yeah, that. That's that's definitely a, a Kieran uh, thing. Did you happen to look up the uh, Watchman at all, or, or what the trajectory? I, I of never that? did. No, I, I can't. I can't imagine he would have gotten reception on the road like that for like a I baseball mean, game, dude. That's the other part. I like. I was laughing our my ass off about because it's still not much better. Like we can't get a game on our iPhone well, but no, like, but I mean, this guy yeah. can get it on this fucking ridiculous machine. No chance. Okay, so I, I think that's a good coverage of of what we have here. I'm sure we'll get the rest. Of, we're going to bring in our guest who's going to come at us a little bit and uh, test us on on some of the stuff. We'll redo the awards and whatnot. Okay, and as Chris, I believe you said at one point in in that podcast, I don't know what a what a a twenty year old millennial might think of it, or a millennial in his twenties might think of it. So you know what. We got one. We're going to bring in one. I found one. Nice. Yes. yes. A millennial in his 20s, believe it or not. He's in, he's in pristine condition, too. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yes. That. We're bringing in our guest for the Return to Rain Man podcast, and he is Adam Hitchcock from the Streaming Circuit podcast and website. Adam, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm so happy to be here. It's been a long time coming, and yes. I'm very happy to be here. Yes, you've you've trolled me about this on a few of my appearances on your podcast. You're like, is this ever going to happen? Does this even exist? Are you just kind of dragging me along or gaslighting me as you <laughs> as you said? Uh, yeah, no, it's happening. We're in. We're here. We're doing this. This is your debut on the Best Picture Cast. Welcome. Thank you. Happy to break the seal. Um, I know you guys are big into drinking, so uh, happy to do that. All right, and uh, yeah, let's let's not let's not waste any time. What are you drinking to 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 join us? What did you bring to the occasion? 
Well, I'm going to be boring because uh, I'm in training mode right now. So I have good old fashioned Poland Springs water. Oh, uh, okay. From my homeland. So <laughs> well, it was I'm good having you, Adam. Uh, th- thanks for joining us. <laughs> and that was Adam Hitchcock. Uh, thank you. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> no, welcome. Welcome, Adam. <laughs> Thanks uh, that, for having me. Yeah, that has been done before in the podcast. I usually edit it out, but I guess we'll keep it in this, uh, <laughs> in this uh, instance here. Okay, so Adam, why don't you do some some plugs? Tell the people what uh, what you got going on there, where they can find you and and whatnot, and what your uh, what your claims to fame in the uh, the podcast universe are. Uh, sure, not quite as extensive as you guys. You guys uh, have a great thing going. I greatly respect what you guys do. Um, I am, uh, yeah, I have the Streaming Circuit podcast. You can find me on Spotify and Apple or anywhere else, but I recommend the big two. We talk movies. I change the format about every two months, so don't get too comfortable with what I do. Um, Kieran, you've been on a couple times. Um, yeah. Always had fun. I have some other stuff cooking too with Andrew Corns, who joined you for the Cuckoo's Nest yes. uh, revisit. Yeah, the previous yeah, we guest have, on our uh, return series. Yeah, him and I are going to link up on a project in 2024 so i'm super excited about that um we got a lot of movie madness coming this year so if you like brackets if you like pitting movies against one another um i think you're gonna like what i got we definitely and that. you had our very yeah. own jerry uh you had our very own joey r on and you probably immediately regretted it right he's uh, he screamed and yelled at you for an hour <laughs> he did he did not agree with the committee's choices um just to, to put it kindly but uh, it's always fun to have him on. He's a blast. Yeah, we got uh, we got a lot of movie madness coming. So check that out. And check out thecircuitverse.com. We got a lot of sports there. If you're a baseball fan, it's kind of baseball season right now. So we got some posts coming out. I know you are Braves. Oh, fan, yeah. So oh, yeah. They're doing well so far. So. Chris here is more of a hockey fan. And uh, you're up in Maine. So I'm sure hockey is no uh, foreign entity for you over there. <laughs> Uh, no, the, uh, Maine's only professional sports team, University of Maine hockey. Yeah, um, or it used, it used to be at least before I was born. Um, not so much now. Uh, but the Bruins people are, uh, not happy. I'm, oh, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm a, I'm a Canadians fan. I'm very happy. Sorry. I like none of the Boston teams, so Good. I don't Perfect. care, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, people are distressed up here. Yeah, sure. It's an epic, epic, yeah. epic fail. You're kind of mixed between movies and sports is a cool, fun thing that fits right into best picture cast. We kind of do a similar mm. type type of vibe here or at least i try to and they all get mad at me as i as i push it for just do the wrong sports that's all <laughs> i lo- i love the baseball stuff i look every episode it's a great like well, little history lesson fear not despite uh what uh, some of my cohorts think there will be plenty of baseball stuff coming for you momentarily nice but rain man is why we're here mm. and adam this your first experience with Rain Man here, is it not? It, it was. When you asked me to do this, I thought it was really funny because um, I love 80s movies. It's my favorite decade ever. But I had never seen Rain Man. But I thought I knew it through pop culture, through my, yeah. uh, my roommate Nick in college. Shout out Nick if you're listening. Um, he used to quote it all the time. I just felt like I knew exactly what this movie was. It has a big pop was, fo- culture footprint, right? It does. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, this is about two guys who take down casinos. Oh, <laughs> oh not... wow. You thought it was a heist? What... It was, thought it was a heist I... movie. <laughs> I basically did. I thought they just like came in and, and ripped off all these casinos making tons of money. And it turns out it's like three minutes in the movie. That's it. Um, so it was very interesting to realize I thought I knew everything about this movie and I actually knew nothing. And it was a, it was a really great movie, though. I enjoyed it. Cool. 
cool. Very, very nice. So we're going to get to that in, in a little more depth. Now, I got to say, hearing the podcast now, which is a little more of a challenge, was the third time we ever tried recording one of these. Uh, you made it mm. to the end of it, I, I hope. God bless you, know? you, man. I don't know how. <laughs> Many times. Multiple wow. times. All right. He did his homework. I like this. What were your initial takes on uh, on hearing us idiots talk about this thing? I actually really enjoyed it. It's one of my favorite episodes that you guys have done. Ooh. Um, that might be biased because I knew I was coming on, but I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, and you had some great takes, too. I was looking to really tear you guys apart. And I got you on a couple things, I, I hope. But uh, for the most part, I think you guys had some astute analysis, All right. which bugged me. Yeah. Right. And, I, and I'm looking forward to hear where, what we got wrong, too, because I'm sure you have that, uh, mm. that highlight, or at least from, oh. from your perspective. Uh, I will say, out of the old episodes, this is probably one of my favorites, too. There was a lot of anxiety going into this thing because there were things that worked and didn't work about the first two. And I, I still wasn't so I didn't know how the editing process was going to look like. But once we sat down, Chris, you know, we, you know, like normal, it was just like having yeah. a conversation. Yeah. And like thing, uh, so. Kieran, we were talking about this earlier. Our, Kieran and I have a, I mean, this is how we, our friendships even started. You know, we were like off and running with our conversation and, and it was natural. So we just did that. Yeah. We you know, literally sat next to each other at a bar, you know, you, you complete strangers. Just... It was mostly making fun of others, but yeah, yeah, yeah and... it, it worked well. <laughs> It, it was natural, for right. sure. It was at an open open mic night, and it was just like, boy, this person's terrible. Yeah, he is. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, the old guys from the Muppets. You know? It was, I love this song. I love this song, too. This is a terrible version. <laughs> it is. Uh, and the rest is history. What yes. can I say? All right, so, Adam, happy to have you on board, even if you're drinking Poland Spring. Uh, would you, are you ready to to hop into the submersible and, and do your first dive here into this thing? I'm ready. I got the I got the scuba suit on. Got the air tank strapped on. Let's go. Let's Outstanding. Dive. I love it. Fantastic, Chris. I know you're never quite ready for this, but yeah, you know, as much as he's been looking forward to this, I you know, Adam look is is looking forward to the invite. I'm like, ah, uh, another one's coming. All right. <laughs> I'll get ready. I'm just glad Joey R isn't on this one. No, no, no yeah, you needed you needed a break from Joey R. It's a bracketology drove you drove you up a wall. With it. Uh, yes, no. So here we go. This is the part where I take over and my co-hosts all roll their eyes at me. You know, we just did the T2 one, and like they're looking at each other like, "Is this ever going to end? When are we going to talk about the movie?" You know, and then I clean it up and edit it. And I said, anyway, "All right, here we go. We're headed back to the year 1988." Chris, Adam. Here we go. And the president back then was George H.W. Bush, beginning his term, as we discussed. But it's funny, we just did the episode of Unforgiven, which was the end of his term. Like, we literally just had that one. So, yep. And there was like a little string of, of movies here into this. Parasite, uh, Unforgiven, Terminator 2, Armageddon. A lot of dad movies. There's a lot of like dad involvement as we head into to Father's Day, which is I thought was just kind of a nice little <laughs> thing as we're moving. I don't know when this is going to be released, but I think it's going to be released right around Father's okay. Day. But some better dads than others, you know, Clint Eastwood not being one of the better ones. <laughs> yeah, you know. Leaving his kids on the pig farm. For, yeah, three months. Yeah, whatever it was. The World Series. Back then, I just did the World Series in one line, just like one easy line, and we moved on. Yeah, good old times. Yeah, well, those times are over. We're back. Uh, it, it is... The 1988 World Series. Now, Adam, you're not a Dodgers fan, but you're a Lakers fan. Is that correct? Yes, diehard. And they are rolling right now. They are rolling. Still I watched it last night. Great game. Are they up three to one? Is yep. that what it is? Oh, yeah. Yeah, don't count out Steph Curry, though. The uh, I, am, I am not counting those the chickens. The pride yet. of Davidson. He's going to fight back. I mean, we'll, by the time you've heard this, you'll know what happened there. They might even, The Lakers might have already won another stupid championship. <laughs> Clowns. 
You're a fan of two of my least favorite teams in sports. You know that? Oh, the Eagles, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Eagles and the Lakers. The Phillies are in the mix. And the host of our previous uh, returned series and who you're now working with, Corns, is the Cardinals. St. Louis Cardinals. Hate the St. Louis Cardinals. Mm. They're not having such a good time this year. I'll say that. No, they're not. The 88 World Series, uh, this is most famous for the Kirk Gibson home run, which we kind of said, the, the, the great Vince Scully line, I can't believe what my eyes have seen. Now, I mm. wanted to dig into the story a little bit here, and, and this is one of the reasons why it was such a big deal. Chris, just bear with me. I have hockey pucks fly, flying around my head right now, just waiting for this to be over. I, I think there's some hockey spirit in this here that you might like. So they bring in Kirk Gibson as a free agent, the Dodgers, on a one-year contract. He came from the, mm. the Tigers. He had won a World Series with them. He got to spring training and basically just started calling out people left and right. This is place is a joke. You guys are unprofessional. They were like doing pranks on each other. He like did a closed door meeting, started ripping people apart, calling them, calling them out in the press, calling them out left and right. He said, we're going to win here. We're going to win here. I think they were in like fourth place the year before. Sure enough, the Dodgers start, you know, going on a, a, a deal here. Now he wins the NL MVP without leading, without leading the league in any stat. So, which is very, wow. very hard to do in any sport. Uh, hmm. And it, a lot of it was because people knew how much of a hard-nosed mentality he had coming into this. So they play the Mets, our hometown Mets here in the NLCS. He hits a couple big home runs in that, but uh, pulls his hamstring uh, sliding into a base in Game 5, plays through it, and then in Game 7, overcompensating for the hamstring, busts out his knee. So, Chris, you're a hockey player. Uh, have you ever had a hamstring injury or had to deal with that while, while playing at all or a yeah. knee injury? Yeah, uh, groin injuries, all sorts of stuff. Still, Not gotta, fun stuff. You got to go. Yeah. It's, it hurts, but you got to do it. Yeah, so he's got the two legs going. Uh, and it's basically, they rule him out for the World Series. He's not going to be able to Because it's baseball. And they, yeah. <laughs> yep, I got it. <laughs> bum knee, bum hamstring, not going to play in the World Series. So we had to... The World Series game one, and the Dodgers are down four to three, two outs in the ninth, runner on first. Manager Tommy Lasorda surprisingly calls for Gibson, so Gibson limps out to the uh, to the box, gets in the gets in the box, goes down 0-2, fouls it off, fouls it off, fouls it off, and on the eighth pitch hits a two run homer again with two outs in the ninth off of future Hall of Famer Dennis Eckersley, Ben Scully. Fordham grad, I can't believe what my eyes have seen, and that becomes the most famous part of the World Series. And that's just game one. It's, I think most people think that walked off the World Series, but they would win in five games. Oral Hershiser was the MVP. He set a uh, an all-time scoreless inning streak that year. The, do you know how many innings, Adam, which can you guess how many innings the all-time consecutive scoreless inning streak might be? I feel like I've known the number. But I, uh, I'm i going to say, is it like 63? Very close. Very close. 59. 59. Damn. Is. So that mm. record still stands today. He was the uh, World Series MVP. Not to, but some people think Kirk Gibson was the World Series. He was the NL MVP, not the World Series uh, mm. MVP there. So the Dodgers wouldn't win again, Chris, until, until recently, right? The year we recorded the Rain Man 2020. podcast, 2020. So how about that? I think we were the good luck charm there for, not for the rest of the world in 2020. We, it was <laughs> yeah, a bad luck we charm, were a for, bad luck charm for, for society. <laughs> but for the Dodgers, we, it, it worked out. Uh, hopefully they don't win again until uh, the next... Uh, Pandemic? Well, actually, hopefully not the next time we record a Rain Man podcast. That's going on right now. Damn it. Oh, boy. I, I don't want to dig into that any deeper. Uh, only... 
only Hall of Famers in the entire mix for that World Series were Dennis Eckersley, gave up the home run, and both managers, Tommy Lasorda, Tony LaRusso. Chris, do you want me to keep going? I, I've glazed over. You can I, go I'm through a, the roster if you want. The ALCS? With Jesus. No. Okay. Adam, any thoughts on, uh, on either the Dodgers, the World Series, or maybe the Oakland A's, who probably could be re- relocating to Las Vegas? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I love that story. It's a great story. I mean, it was before my time, that World Series, but, you know, I... On my senior year of college, I had a knee injury before my championship, and I didn't tell anyone because I was like, there's no way I'm not competing. And I went out and had the best race of my life. There you go. And, uh, so, and now uh, he's in a wheelchair. I, <laughs> I couldn't run for months afterwards, but it was there worth it. Um, wow. So, yeah, I love those stories of athletes who actually you know, play through their injuries, unlike a lot of NBA players. That's that's um, called That's called every player in the NHL yeah. at all times. Just so you <laughs> Hockey, know. you don't even hear about it. They're just all hurt. <laughs> Yeah, I am bummed though. I'm a Ducks fan in hockey, and last night was pretty heartbreaking to oh, watch us get the second, second pick, and pick. Right? Yeah, <laughs> miss this no, kid. Bedard is, is yeah, the guy. So. Unfortunately, did Canadians yeah. get one? They got fifth. Mm. Uh, Blackhawks got the Bedard, who's like a generational player. He's gonna oh, be like geez. a McDavid. I feel like every year they say yeah. no, but this kid is really player. he's really the guy. The Oilers got like six, seven generational players. They do. just made the playoffs. They have two of them. <laughs> They're the, two of the best players ever to play. Nugent Hopkins. No. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is the uh, this is the segment here where we uh, discuss the the number one song was uh, "Faith" by George Michael That's in 1988. It is a good one. Ooh. So now I will have to sing "Faith" by George Michael as Eric Cartman from South Park here. That's what <laughs> what happens next here. So bear with me. Now I will say this is. A song that Cartman has sung on an actual episode of South Park. I, so I have to be fun. honest with you. So far, I would rather be stuck in a car with Raymond for three <laughs> days than than <laughs> deal with what's happening right now in this podcast. Oh, self-indulgence is the name of the game here, Chris. That's what we do. Okay. <clears throat> here we go. <clears throat> well, I need some time out from that diversion. Gotta pick my heart up off the floor. And I need some time and without devotion. Well, it takes a strong man, baby. So I'm showing you that door. I got to outside. There we go. That was pretty good. <laughs> that was actually pretty <laughs> impressive. That was really good. Uh, I just had to envision the Limp Bizkit version, basically. So I know that better was, than the... There was a lot of nuance in there. That was that was very good, I have to say. <laughs> Surprisingly good. Oh boy. Okay. It's it's. Don't worry, Chris. I put it to rest now. It is. It's Rain Man oh, time. Jesus. We're 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 talking Rain Man now. That's the first step of the battle. The next step of the battle is the four hours that come now. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah, Adam. Now when we do these, Chris like gives me a time. He goes, "As this time, I will physically kick you out of your house. I'm out of my house. <laughs> so you will you will go out the door at this point." So, uh, after our seven hour recording of the forty five rankings. Oh, dude. I'm. He's not even joking. <laughs> No, it was legit. Uh, hours, yeah. I was like, I was gonna commit. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> it was not good. Yeah, I was pushing it. Yeah, I think we, I think we were longer than WrestleMania. Adam, so now I turn it over to you, my friend. Let's start, I guess, with with kind of deeper thoughts that you have with the movie, and you tie it into what where, where you think we got it right and where you think we got it wrong. Before we go into specific mm. takes. Sure. Yeah. Um. So this movie, I think, is really important, and I, I found it hard to not connected to Forrest Gump in a way. <laughs> um, and I know you guys talked about that and I have some points on that later. Um, but just what it, what it means for that community, um, you know, people on the spectrum who have autism or, or any other um, disability. And I feel like one thing I noticed was the selective outrage that people have towards the R word um, 
I don't know. Did you guys watch the Chris Rock special earlier this year? Yes. Talked about not. Rage. I did not. I did. He talks about that where you know he mentions other things where people get really mad about one thing, but the same exact thing they they aren't upset about it. And I feel like that kind of happens with this movie and movies like this that people get upset that um, Charlie uses the R word right. in the movie, but then in Tropic Thunder or Hangover when a character says it. It's hilarious, and we find it really funny. Yeah, I, I definitely um, think some people also don't like that in those movies too. I mean, the, I, you know, there's some there's mm. a there's a, a sect of people that don't like that either. But I hear I, no, I know for what you're sure. saying though, like it's okay over here, but it's not okay over here. You know? Yeah, and there yeah. was you know there was a a section of of the 2000s there where it was like a regular term in mm. most comedies. You know, we we talked about. Ah, uh, yeah. South Park, it's used all the time. Family Guy, uh, mm. I'm, I'm sure, you know, even like The Simpsons probably dabble. I, I, don't, I guess I probably shouldn't throw them under the bus without knowing it. But in movies, comedy movies, like we, well, even yeah. Will Ferrell movies. And, in conversation, in the 90s and stuff, in, yeah. in conversation, people used it very flippantly. Like, it mm. was a common word. Yeah, I, I think that and, and the word, you know, the word fag yeah. or the versions I, of that the other one. would yeah. be th- those two. We kind of got to the point where we agreed as a society that yeah, we're not cool. going to do this anymore. You know, we're going to, let's, let's mm. not use these terms, but you know, when you're making a movie in 1988 and you're portraying someone who's insensitive, they're probably mm. going right. to use that term and you they're not going to know the, them being the filmmakers are not going to know what, how 30 years later it's going to, they're not fortune tellers. Right. So, you know, that word was common enough that you would think an insensitive character would use it and it wouldn't be an issue. And and even, even if it's not appropriate now, it's, it's a, these movies are in a lot of ways, a time capsule into where we were Mm. at a certain time. And, and that character would have used that word in that time. Yeah. So, Mm. Can we can we not watch the movie now because there was a it's depicted it is it was made in a different time and it was depicting a different time so I mean I I I don't know it's tough yeah you know? and I think we talked about it too with autism in itself and there was a, there was a very uneducated nature of this there's actually characters in the movie doctors medical people who are like what's that yeah. is that artistic mm. like they don't like they don't and like that's crazy. Well, Watching it in 2020. Adam, what do you think about... We were yeah. talking about earlier the fact that this movie is kind of responsible for bringing awareness to this issue. So whatever misdeeds it, uh, you you uh, uh, put on it, it, it also did a lot of good because it, uh, it made people aware of autism that may have never heard of it before in 1988. Yeah, no, I think that's a great point. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I don't use that word. I don't... You know, I don't right. condone the use of that word, but I also didn't have a problem with it in this movie. Right. I mean, there was once or twice where Charlie says it in, in an angry way to like hurt right. Raymond. But I mean, at the beginning when he says it, he's not saying it to be mean. He's literally asking a question like, well, is he, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think this movie did bring a lot of awareness um, to it because a lot of people weren't familiar with it. Exactly. Um, yeah. And yeah. even if they were, they didn't realize it because they, you know, there wasn't that label so commonly used. So maybe yeah. they had someone in their life, but they didn't even realize what it was. And and even when he's using it to be mean, I mean, he also kind of like physically assaults him a couple times. Like, yeah, that's, this is not a that's worse yeah. to me. You, in we're this. not glorifying yeah. this character in this movie. No, he's though. an this, asshole. Yeah, the, and, and the movie's not <laughs> yeah. pretending. Like, they're yeah. not putting him on a pedestal. He doesn't like give this big speech at the end mm. and say, "Now I've learned and now I've changed." You know, right? It, it 
it kind of if actually in the end in the end scene there, the doctor even is kind of like, whoa, you know, you think that you've changed the situation, you think you've solved the situation, like Raymond's yeah. a Raymond's therapy. I forget the word they used, or either therapy or treatment. Treatment, yeah. His his treatment mm. is very extensive, and this is it's a lifelong yeah. process. You yeah, know? I, I, there is a there is an aspect of the, of that that are you talking about the scene with. Barry Levinson, yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. the awful scene yeah. uh, <laughs> at the end. Um, there is some things that they, I, I don't agree with the the doctor of the uh, not not Barry Levinson, but the the guy who runs the um, the home. He's kind mm-hmm. of like, no, he won't ever get changed, or he, he doesn't understand. He's not going to get any better. And I that I I think they definitely got wrong. Whether whether or not it was uh, on purpose in the movie or just like the time period, but like. He clearly was able to make a connection with Charlie, despite his his but, autism. But that you know? was his point. That was and Charlie's was, point. Yeah, he was fighting. Yeah, 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 he yeah. goes, yeah, mm. but I know that I made a connection with him. I mean, and you, then the scene after that, we show yeah. the the him understanding or or or, the head. or or acknowledging the humor in in who's on first, or just like connecting know? the putting the heads together, right? Like, yeah. So I, I don't think that this movie was drawing any hard conclusions at the end at least no. uh, i think and i think the end of the movie itself shows that is that they kind of get on the train and part the separate ways one thing i think they mm-hmm. were doing in that scene is there was a meta kind of this isn't wrapped up in a bow you know we're, we're, there's not going to be a big speech there's not going to be a big scene at the end of this that says okay raymond's all good now charlie mm-hmm. raymond are brothers Happ- happily ever after yeah, right and he cut the character almost kind of says that to charlie speaking to the audience in the sense that this is this movie isn't trying to create one of those one of those rainbows at the end of the movie or with a pot of gold at the or whatever it is you almost get this sense that like mm. when he says two weeks it'll be, i'll see you in two weeks that like this might actually be the last time mm. they see like yeah he says two weeks but like life will oh, go on and possibly this will be it for them it i, I kind of got that impression this time around that like you know, they're you know he's saying that, and I think he probably means it in the moment. But you know, life goes on. People move, people's lives go forward, and people get disconnected again. You yeah. know, what do you think, Adam? True. I mean, just a week before, he was he had no idea Raymond was in his life. That's my he, point. He had, he had, yeah. <laughs> so he's he's pretty flippant. Um, right. Yeah, that scene I think at the end is great, and my favorite line in the entire movie is when Charlie is talking to Doctor. Is it Brenner or Brunner or Brenner? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Um, he says he's capable of a lot more than you think he is. Yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah, and, I think that's true. Yeah, yeah, I think that's so poignant, especially like the person who's supposed to have been taking care of Raymond for decades. Yeah, doesn't realize how cap like how capable he is. So yeah. I think that was I love that moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to kick this one out to you, Adam, because we talked about this a little bit back when we recorded this thing uh, back in 2020, and we briefly touched on it, Chris, but didn't get to a hard discussion on it. Do you think? That Charlie Babbitt changed for sure, definitely, hundred percent. Yeah, how, how yeah. so, and how so, and where, and what what might still be the same? Mm, yeah, so this is going to lead into my first actually miss for you guys. Cool, uh, Kieran, Kieran specifically. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Um, oh, good, I love that. <laughs> you're safe, Chris. Right? Now. Um, yeah, the scene after the casino when they're at the the bar or whatever, um, and the the hooker comes over, mm-hmm. and Charlie says, so, uh, oh, "I think I believe she's called a sex worker," but uh, okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Sorry, whatever the politically correct term is for sexual professionals. Yes. Um, oh, that's a good one. I like that. Uh, a lady yeah. of the night is what we like. Yeah, to say I like that one. BBC. That one's yes. good. Yeah. Um, 
when she comes over and Charlie says, oh, this will be good. I don't I didn't take that at all as him making fun of Charlie. I think he's actually making fun of her. I I, because, I thought the same thing. Yeah, because he started out where she is now. She has no idea what she's getting into. She doesn't know how to interact with him right. and she doesn't understand that. And Charlie's realizing, wow, I was I was pretty ignorant back then. This should be funny to see how she like right. she, he knows she won't be able to deal with it. So I, I think he changed a lot. Um, now, is he going to stay changed now that Raymond is not in his life 24 seven? Probably not. Right. Um, but I think at least with Raymond there, I do think he's changed. Yeah. And Chris, you were pretty steadfast on that with the, with that exchange with, uh, it, in Atlantic city too. To the, yeah. You thought he was more making I, fun of her. I think he's, he's like, Oh, this should be good. Like good luck. Basically. You know, you're, it's not going to yeah. go the way you think it's going to go. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I also, I, I think he, he learned, he learned a lot. And that might facilitate some sort of change, but yeah, I think Kieran Kieran's been saying that you know he doesn't know how much he's actually yeah, changed. I, I don't, I really don't, fundamentally. I, I personally don't think he's changed much at all. You know, I, I think he's the same person. I, I think that his financial situation was resolved, and because of that resolution, and him recognizing that he couldn't have done it without Charlie and uh, sorry with Ray, without Raymond mm. and that that woke him up to his greed and and greed is a is a real underlying theme oh. of this thing that we didn't talk and is because he even says you know when he puts the three thousand on the on the wheel of fortune and he loses it he goes you just lost me three thousand dollars and he like that's the moment where he stops and goes oh i'm yelling at the guy who just won me 86 <laughs> grand because he lost me three like uh, uh you know like and he even says in the room you know I got a little greedy there, and and I'm like, and that bell rang, rang for me because I had been saying up hmm. in watching this time, but saying, wow, you know, this is there's a ton of greed here with this character, and then he spells it out. I go, well, there it is. There's that's them doing the other thing. So I think the greediness is still there. I think he's he he come becomes aware of it, and I think that as I kind of said this a little earlier in this podcast when we were talking before Chris. I think a new appendage of his has grown, and and that's his right. his his brotherhood with with Raymond. And there's a part of him. It's it's like uh, what is it? The the Grinch that stole Christmas. A little part of his heart got a bit warmer right. that day. You yeah. know, it's like. But he's yeah. still he's still Charlie. Well, he's he still had, who he is. He had zero connection to his childhood or his his life because it, it was severed with his father. Right. Yeah. But now this is like re like you said almost like regrown that appendage. Like oh, I actually have. My his a history, and I have a connection to it now with this guy. Yeah, this and I got a hot take too. Is I don't think that the Ooh. dad is that bad of a guy either. Uh, I, I uh, think. Oh, well, let me or just let me. Go, I know you're both shaking your head at me, but <laughs> I think that the dad may have realized somewhere along the way his mistakes, and they say in the movie he tried, he tried to reach yeah. out with him, and Charlie refused to ever reconnect with him. Till he died and never had it, and he says, "You know, you deprived me of ever having a son." So I think that there's mm. there's an element of there where Charlie grew so cold that he just never went back there. I mean, you know, I, I don't. You're both I, kind again, of shaking your head at me. So I think we talked about this in the in the, the previous podcast. It it, it seems that the, this the the car was the last straw in mm -hmm. a. I think there's a long history of this guy being mm. a not a good dad not a good not a good person and yeah. like really Negligent. treating him badly and this was just the final straw so i i honestly 
And I, I was, Charlie does take some responsibility for that near the end of the movie. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, you know, I didn't, he did reach out and I didn't, I didn't try, you know, like, I, I, and that's on me. But I mean, you have to do something pr- for, for you not to contact your parent. They have to just, they have to, it, it can't yeah. be just, they didn't let you drive the car, <laughs> you know, yeah. the other stuff was going on. I think that they are allude, allude a lot to that. And what, mm-hmm. what are you thinking? Um, well, as someone who grew up without a dad, uh, <laughs> I, um, I, I would say he's not very good simply because he never told Charlie about Raymond. I think that's inexcusable. Yeah, I, I mean, I understand maybe when he's younger, but in your teens, you're him, yeah, as, like, yeah, as soon as he's old enough, like in a, even an adult, I think you have to tell him at yeah. some point. I mean, and he was planning on never telling him. I mean, I mean, Clearly. Charlie had to track it down and trace the money. I don't think the dad even wanted him to find out then. Yeah. So I think that's pretty inexcusable. Absolutely. In and of itself. Especially when that person was, was at some point in your life, like, he like he obviously has memories of it, you know. Like that that's that's pretty rough. That's pretty cold, you know. It's some Professor X shit right there. That's what that is. I guess the reason why I bring it up is, is that I just this time around I found myself wondering about the alternate storyline here in the relationship between Raymond and his father. Because we only hear about it through Raymond and in real kind of broken thoughts. But there was mm. a relationship there. Dad lets me drive the car on this day. Like there, he stayed with Raymond and and maintained a relationship with Raymond throughout uh, the whole process. Not that he should deserve that's some kind wor- of gold star. That's for that. worse that uh, he didn't tell Charlie about. But how do we know that he didn't try to reach out to him? He's not going to like reach out to him with, "Hey, don't hang up. You have a brother." You know, like well, he could write him a letter or he, something. I don't well, know. Yeah. It seems like you could he send tried him some azalea bushes, you know, some nice bushes <laughs> and with a card that says right, a, a clip off the old bush and get and mail yeah. to him. Yeah. I, I wonder what that I, I wonder what that's that that character is like and what uh you know what some scenes of, of him would have been like, who who would have portrayed him, you know, and what I, I, I don't know, man. I, I think he's Ooh. I think he's a uh not a great yeah guy. Uh th- I mean he must be a decent friend because he's got multiple people kind of advocate, advocating for his uh, his will and his. Yeah, I think about his... that lawyer's reading. You know, uh, and he goes, "Did do you hear this guy?" And he's like, "I do. Do you? Yeah. Did you, were you listening?" It's a bunch you of know? rich white guys yeah, looking okay. out for each other, though. I don't know. It didn't really hit me like there. He was a good Fair. guy. It just Fair. a bunch okay. of that bunch of bad guys looking out for each other. All right, boy, a couple early misses for me. Okay, that's all right. All right, that's all right. That's why we bring it. We have to bring a third party in here that's to right. put me put me in my in that's my right. place here. Uh, okay, uh, Adam, what do you have next on a, uh, a a hit or a miss from from our end here? Something we got right. All right. Sure. Um, let me look. Let's see. I'll hit Chris with a miss. Uh, Actually, no, I won't. I will save it. No, I'll save it. We'll, we'll save it. Now he's making it worse. I mean, uh, it's like oh, I'll go to a different one. <laughs> and we're gonna hold that one. I'll, I'll I'll do a couple hits here, Kieran. I do think I loved what you said about how the diner scenes are the entire movie. Like if you took out everything else, yeah. you'd get the exact same movie if you just had the three diner scenes. That was so like next level shit. I couldn't even believe it when you said that. Like I wish I could process movies like that. Well, it was unbelievable. Awesome, you don't have to man. go too too crazy. You know, it was a good point. <laughs> It was a great it's point. Funny. It's funny. I was listening to this and I'm like, oh, cool. I didn't think of that. <laughs> just yeah, no, he literally didn't remember his own point. Uh, when yeah. he was. Well, the other thing that I thought was great too is just is that Chris saves the point by like, I'm like, all right, and that's the pie. He goes, well, what about the third diner scene? I'm like, oh, yeah, uh, the third diner scene. <laughs> but yeah, sometimes I, you know, you black out and go, that's that's how you debate. That's how you debate. It was a terrific cool. point, Karen. Yes. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yeah, so that, that was great. Uh, yeah, I love those diner scenes. They're my, some of my favorite scenes in the movie. The first one, when he gets the book out, he's like, oh, oh. 
And Charlie's like, well, what are you doing? What the hell are you doing? Um, <laughs> what does he say? He's like, he's like, uh, in one of the scenes, he's he's like, uh, you're bringing the book book out. He's like, that wasn't a that wasn't a injury. He's like, oh, that's a red binder. He's like, oh, sorry, I didn't bring my decoder ring. To- <laughs> this is what you're, this is a, I love the red binder. binder. The red binder is amazing. He's up oh, 1988. Here we go. And I, I have to say too, one of the songs that he flips through in the country, uh, mm. the diner with the the, um, the little jukebox and the thing. Yeah. 18 Wheels and a Dozen Roses, which was one of our Guess the Country lyrics songs. Okay. And uh, I, I think that was the, the Christmas Vacation episode. I have to... It was either that or maybe maybe Misery. It was one of the two of those. But I saw that. I'm like, oh, we, did, we, we guessed the lyrics on that one. So that, that oh, was nice. a fun little BPC tie-in. But what do you got next? All right, I'll give, I'll, give, I'll give Chris a hit here. All right. Um, you guys were talking about older movies, going back and watching older stuff. And Chris said it's hard to get into like the 60s and, and stuff like that if it's black and white and i completely agree if something doesn't look visually stimulating it is very hard to get engaged with it i mean i love the 80s but if you take me back into like the early 70s and beyond it's a struggle for me to sit down and watch something tough hang right wow so that's that's a cool lead in there chris now you, since, <laughs> since then, we recorded that i forced you to watch several, several. And, and rank them um has your has your your stance on that changed a little bit throughout this this journey here with Best Picture Guest? It, it's it's not a stance. It's it's a it's just a fact about myself. It's mm-hmm. it's it, it's those movies not only visually kind of not stimulating to me, but they're they're paced very differently. They talk very differently. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's it's stuff that doesn't appeal to me generally. But I have to say, the movies that are great, the great ones, black and white, whatever it is, doesn't matter. Like the great ones are the great ones. Lost Weekend. It doesn't matter. It's just, it's just a fucking great movie. So, since then, I, like I said, I've had to I've had to watch and or suffer through a lot of those kind of movies. And the good ones are the good ones, man. It's just the way it is. Mm. And how green was my valleys, or the how green was my valleys? Um, <sighs> Not my favorite. But, okay. I think when we get to like a Casablanca, I think you'll slide right. that into into that. Yeah. But it's yeah. funny because I do have a note here. Um, we referenced a bunch of Best Picture winners that we'll we'll, we'll cover these in the future. And most of the ones we referenced, we have still not covered, which I thought was pretty crazy. We've, we've covered more than half. And I, I have the list here. We referenced Gone with the Winds, Kramer versus Kramer, Midnight Cowboy, Wings, and Farce Gump. So and we have not covered any of those. So I think there was only one that we referenced that we actually have covered since. I don't. I, I should have wrote that down, but didn't. Um, but yeah, that's cool. Oh, Forrest Gump is going to be a, a wacky episode, dude. What is that going to be like? I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Oh but um. This is fun too. Just this is a little kind of tie-in theme. Is uh, Chris, you you brought up room, and room, you yeah. said that mm. you know, we, and we both like that. Adam, are you a fan of that movie, Brie Larson? I haven't seen it. Okay, I have not seen it. Yeah, it's so, t- it's a tough hang. It is. It's, it's a little rough, but it's a good one. <laughs> Great but, movie, but tough but Chris hang. says there's no way they made that movie not thinking that they were posturing for an Oscar. You know, that's like the type of movie you yeah. make if you're trying to get an Oscar. That's one of the points you made, and I was like, yeah, but. It's one of those kind of like indie, like vibey, yeah. like modern things. That's yeah, you fought back on me on it, yeah. I, and I was explaining an A twenty four movie, which that what that is. And if you know my my history with ripping hate, apart A twenty four movies, and Room is one of the few that I like. The other one that I like is After Sun, Adam, which I know you had your hands uh, full. That's with, been on my list <laughs> for a while. <laughs> oh, I will never watch that movie just to piss him off. Oh, oh yeah, that's a big Joey movie, <laughs> he, right? Yeah, oh, it's one of Joey's favorites. At this he point, lost it's probably his mind. Was, yeah, he gave it like a fifteen seat out of sixteen, and Joey was not very. Happy. Honestly, the the fact that Joey really loves it might 
not bode well for me because sometimes our taste does not line up. I think you will like it. Chris. Yeah, okay. Adam, I think you'll like it too. But you know, oh, if sure you want to protest a Joey R movie, I mean, because he does that all the time to us, so I, I, I kind of, uh, mm. yeah, I, I do, I can appreciate that. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh, what do you have next for us, Adam? Um, well, that's actually a good lead in what you just mentioned because you talked a lot about, you know, would this movie be made today? Um, and I think it would, but it, it would certainly have to be different. I don't think it could be the exact same thing, but I think today this would be an Apple Plus streamer that's yeah, wrapped right. in Oscars packaging. And yeah. it's just. And you doubled down um, on that, Chris, at the start of this. You, you said there's no way they could do it today. Well, I think he's right, though. If they're going to do it, I think it's. It's a it's a it's a straight to streamer thing, and it's um. I think the person has to be autistic. I think the actor probably has to actually be autistic. Are there actors that are that oh, have yeah. just revealed that they are? I mean, oh, I, it's tough. No, to, there's some. There's they come out yeah, there's some sure. Great movies, um, Cha Cha Real Smooth, which I thought was one of the best movies of 2022. Um, I believe that actress um, yeah. that played the daughter, um, and then Champions, which came out this year, which. Um, I will be mentioning later in this pod. The Woody uh, Harrelson um, one, right? Yeah, that was a fantastic movie with a whole cast of people on the yeah. spectrum. Yeah. So I, yeah. yeah. So I, listen, I'm not saying that's a bad thing necessarily. I'm just, I'm also an advocate for a, a, an actor as an actor and an actor should be able to yeah. play anything they want, they can do. Uh, but I think now mm. it would be somebody that, that represents that, that population, you yeah. know? For sure. Um, and I was actually surprised because you mentioned, I didn't know this, that it was the biggest box office hit of the year. Yeah, it was, um, it was huge. It was a cultural I was, phenomenon. Yeah. I was alive during this. This It was a cultural <laughs> phenomenon. It was it was everywhere. Like, I was four. Chris was like 24. I was fucking eight years old, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> I was old enough um, to know it was around and it was a big deal, you know? Yeah. And I was, I was thinking about like why it would be big because today there's no way it would be even in the top like 50. Um, oh, and I was trying to think about like why it was. And I feel like what I came to was social media has just like poisoned society's collective. Well, yeah, like, yeah. and we're just so miserable with life. And I feel like people back then, <laughs> I just feel like people back then were so much happier with life. So they wanted to see movies that reflected yeah. real life. Like this is a real life movie. It, it was, and it was part, also, yeah. it was also, Two giant yeah. movie stars. Don't discount Tom Cruise. It, yeah, dude. Like it, they, that movie yeah. stars meant something different then. Like yeah. those yeah, are two true. big stars in a in a movie together. It was a it was a different thing. Yeah, and mm. I mean Tom Cruise coming off of, uh, of the movies he was coming off of, and I'm at, Adam, yeah. you've done a little a Tom Cruise uh, a, a binge here with this, right? And now I want to. I did. You tell, tell Chris what your your favorite movie of all time is, Adam. Top Gun Maverick of all time. Of all time, I've never seen a movie I like more. Did you get a kick of when when I go? Has the Top Gun movie come out yet? Has the sequel come out? Yet? I did. <laughs> You're like, did, did it come and came and went? Did Just it? come and go. It's like, oh no, that's yeah. a miss. Circle that as a miss. We laughed pretty hard yeah. at that. That uh, was good. Yeah, I did a uh, I did a 23 Tom Cruise movie deep dive for this podcast. Oh. I am ready to go when we get there. I am ready for the Tom Cruise discussion. I think we, I think we should save it for a little bit. Okay, but, uh, I am gotcha. ready. I am I mean, ready kinda, for it. We kind of did that in the last pod, right? Like, well, that's I think that's why he yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah because yeah. we go through the list. So you just watched every single one. <laughs> um, well, he's done about like 35 movies. I caught as many as I could. Okay, um, okay. Did you watch Far yeah. and Away, the Ron Howard uh, ep- Irish epic? You would ask me about one of the like seven I didn't watch. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I, 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 I asked, 
I asked you about the one that I hope you didn't watch. You were smart so. to run far and away from that <laughs> yeah, one. Far yeah. and away. Stay far <laughs> and away. But, yeah, I didn't catch that one. The one big one I didn't see was A Few Good Men. I have oh, not seen that Oh, that's yet. one I of the best to. ones. Yeah. It's not available for rent. Uh, you can only buy it on Amazon. And Kieran, you know my thing about yep, renting. I, I am very steadfast against it, so I haven't found it yet, but one day. Yeah, that's, that, like a, that's a great one, man. It's like a, you have to contact your label, local cable company to get a, a, a touch <laughs> with the, that one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so what did you have next there, Adam? All right. Um, I think we'll go with another hit here. I think you guys like kind of touched on it, which made me mad because I came up with a theory before I listened. And I was like, son of a bitch. They like touched on it. <laughs> I was hoping to blow their minds. Um, I feel like this movie succeeded where Forrest Gump failed. Mm. And what I mean by that is that in Forrest Gump, the joke is this guy's an idiot and these situations are funny because he's in it. And this movie, the joke is Charlie is ignorant and he doesn't understand Raymond. And I just feel like, especially with people my age, like millennials, I know you guys are about 20, 30 years older than me, but... um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh no god now uh, i'm Jesus on the other Christ, side of these, of these uh, i'm actually like amongst the last millennials like i'm like the i'm the oldest yeah. of the millennials like, i'm gen x unfortunately he's a boomer over there i'm not a oh, boomer I'm, a, oh. I'm gen x motherfucker <laughs> yeah, gen no, x is the coolest get generation when they get called boomers um yeah. yeah but but people you know in my age when when they call someone forrest gump that's an yeah, insult right, like they're right. saying you are stupid yeah when they call someone Rain Man, call them smart. For the most part, you're saying you're really good at math. You're yeah. a savant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. A savant. It's not yeah. used as an insult. Now, some people might take it as an insult, and I understand that. Right, but like that's you're not sw- what it's-, it's basically saying you're smart, but like at one thing, right? Like at this one thing. Yeah, we're surprised you could solve that math problem. Like, that oh man, you're like Rain Man. Like yeah. you're stupid in any yeah. other way, but smart in this way. It's like <laughs> a hidden yeah. talent. Uh, like yeah, kind of yeah. Thing. Yeah, yes. uh, yeah. It's when I've heard it, it's mostly just commonly used for like math. Someone like right. solves a tough math problem. It's like, okay, Rain Man. Like yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. Pe- people would take it as an insult, but it's really meant as a compliment. Where if someone calls you Forrest Gump, you're an idiot. Either you're either you're running, which <laughs> if you're listening and you call people who run Forrest Gump, I hope you get like hit by a bus stuck <laughs> in that. That's, that's awful. Um, but they're really calling you an idiot. Yeah. Um, right. So I think that this movie. That's you know, a, I happen to. That, I love Forrest Gump, but I think that's the difference. That's a really two. good point, dude. Like the, the way. You, we may have touched on it, but you put it uh, differently, and that makes a lot of sense. You're right. Like now that you say that, that's exactly right. Couple takes. The only left that I have is some hits and misses. You guys touched on the 2019 Oscars. Yeah. Oh, do you yeah. want to do that now? We we didn't touch that yet. We left that. We left that one. Did you have a? Is that the miss you had on Chris? I have a I have a miss for Chris and a miss, and a hit for you. Okay, I know this is gonna be Joker. Uh, really, I think, oh, yeah, All right, go uh, go go for it. Go for it, Adam. So. Chris, you talked about supporting actor, and you were like, "There's no way they don't give it to Pesci or, or who, Pacino. one yeah, of the Pesci, one of the Pacino. other yeah. 95 old white guys, I know. Irishman." <laughs> and you're like, "Brad Pitt," you like scoff. You're like, "Brad Pitt know, can't I win." Know. It's bad. It's not well. I know. <laughs> That's not age well at all. No. You won like every precursor to it. Yeah, and and, and I've, I've crushed it. I've since <laughs> okay. So let's let's put this out there. Kieran and I watched that movie uh, uh, once upon a time in the theater and i i did fall asleep through some of it <laughs> i'll be honest i don't blame you it's long it's a long fucking movie um i have since rewatched it and i absolutely love every every piece of it and yeah that didn't age well i also i was saying that he was gonna win uh, uh what did I say pacino or you said one of the irishmen guys yeah, i think was your yeah. statement yeah yeah i mean they're gonna die like any second now so i figured like they, this is the last chance they're gonna give to uh, have to give it to them 
Uh, so I thought that that was gonna was gonna yeah, happen. Did, and I think like since to be fair, I think like since Chris made that statement, the academy has gone the other way and have tried to yeah. give it to new people going as to opposed to the They're old guard. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like yeah. like yeah. if. If Spielberg were nominated right. for those two that he's example. nominated since, he probably would have two other Oscars. But they've kind of been like, all right, Spielberg's had his day. Yeah. Let's, get, let's reward someone new. Right. Uh, but like yeah. the timeline is almost around exactly when Chris made that statement. <laughs> yeah, when they, <laughs> right. things started to yeah. change. Like, 1917 was still the favorite at that point, And then it all switched with mm, Parasite. Yeah. And yeah. We've, we've gone from there. So Yeah. Mm. yeah Wait, did you right. say you fell asleep at the Irishman or Once no. Upon a Time? Once, Once Upon a, a Time. time. Oh, I thought Irishman. I was I didn't at least even finish the Irishman. It's so Irishman. I was at least able like, to pause like fifty times and go back to it. It took me a week to watch that movie. Yeah, that's a rough one. I, I, yeah, I, I, I actually tried to do it again, and it still was tough yeah, to get. Through. I, I keep telling myself I should mm. try, but it's just yeah. Once upon a time was just not a, not, not excusable that I was <laughs> I fell asleep during. But this. now, Adam, you're not a huge Tarantino guy. <laughs> I know. That's a lean uh, yeah, most overrated director of all time. Oh, that's um, on, that's inaccurate. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a good that's take. the common reaction i get uh once upon a time though i do like that's by far my favorite of his well, I, I it's just so i just don't like his style you know django you know i don't need 19 shootouts i, I four would have been great i mean like, I, it's like I every mean, other fucking scene with this guy is a shootout i could say that about every like marvel or any any oh, sort of get, uh, he's a big marvel guy too so you can go get him uh, get him Chris, yeah. get him. dude dude those movies stink so bad and your time is you over you stink. you stink oh he's attacking me personally all of a sudden like what's happening this is devolved so quickly right, uh, mark ruffalo i want you to stare at that green screen and pretend that you're looking at kira sedgwick and uh kira sedgwick is playing one of the uh she's uh, uh ant-man's um i don't know uh, grasshopper Ant or, or Ant Ant Man's Ant. That's right. Uh, and yes, uh, emote Mark Ruffalo. Emote at the and green he does. screen. And he does. <laughs> and he does. He very well. Now Mark Ruffalo's twin. You do it. Um, <laughs> well, green screen in your twin, and yeah. just keep emoting. I'm it. sorry, man. You're you're you're, out, you're outnumbered in this one. Uh, Karen no, and I uh, can't stand those movies. So yeah. No, that's fair. I'm outnumbered with the Tarantino thing everywhere I go. I know everyone loves him. I I just I don't know. He's not for me. I am excited. I'm gonna go watch the movie critic though. I'll be there opening. He, he weekend. was he was a big nope, he so. was a big part of our like up like our adolescence let's say right yeah so, i mean yeah it was kind of yeah. a, he was kind of for like as we're growing up kind of the the edgy cult classic Dude, type of thing now the, it's, i saw pro, pulp fiction mm. when i was like 13 or whenever it came out 14 and i was just like what the fuck is this mm. like i had never seen anything like it you know so i guess it holds especially he holds a special place in our hearts it also bugs me that he makes this huge fucking deal out of this 10 movie thing he's already made 10 movies like just shut up with this thing already like just <laughs> make as many movies the- as you want Make as many as you want. I don't give a shit. Bill. But stop saying you're only doing ten. It, it, it drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. He's oh. a character. What are sure. your What are your Tarantino blind spots, Adam? Just so I can kind of Ooh. puzzle this together. Um, I uh, hate I have not seen Reservoir Dogs. I have done that one. Um, you, you have not, not seen, seen Reservoir Dogs. Dogs. No, I, it's probably easier to say the ones I have seen than to think okay. of the ones oh I have. Well, he's only made ten, Adam. So go. <laughs> yeah, I've seen the I've seen the Kill Bills, Once Upon a Time, Hateful Eight. Django Unchained, Pulp Fiction, and I—I I think Glorious Bastards. I, I feel like I have seen it, but oh, I so can't seen uh, you seen it. And, and you so haven't, so you haven't seen Jackie one. Brown. You haven't seen Reservoir Dogs. Yes, yeah, so some no. of his best movies, okay, and probably well. not Death Proof either, which is I think is no. probably underrated. 
Underrated, okay. Uh, you like that? You don't like that movie? I do. I just think it's his weakest. I like them all. Oh, it's not his weakest. Um, I'd like to hear what your thoughts on Reservoir Dogs is because it's in, it's like ninety he hasn't minutes. Seen it? No, no. I'm saying I would oh, like him to watch it oh, and okay. hear what his thoughts are because I think you'd, you'd like that one. That's okay, my Adam, fa- that's wa- my favorite. Watch Adam. it right now and we'll wait. <laughs> just come back to us in ninety minutes. Yeah, Reservoir Dogs and, and Hateful Eight are my two favorites. Um, so I think it's shortest and it's longest. Uh, but um, okay, so we, there we go. There's your there's your BPC rant. Yikes! For the day. Going off off the path there. Uh, any uh, other, what was my hit from 2019 there? So you threw out a bunch of bet. You were talking about which was going to win and you both said 1917. So missed there, but Kieran, you he did said throw the Joker, out a pair. Way, but go uh, on. Yeah, I, it was worse. I was worse. <laughs> Joke, Joker was, is a fantastic movie. Yeah, but it wasn't going to win. Yeah, best it wasn't going to win though. It probably should have finished second, but I'm sorry for you interrupting th- you. You're about to compliment me. <laughs> Um, you did you you did say something along the lines of they could get crazy and throw it to Parasite. So I just wanted to give you credit because uh, yeah. you know yeah. I wasn't big in the circuit back then, so I don't. Oh, I, don't, I don't worry. Know what he brought that up a little while ago. Yeah, yeah. That he, <laughs> he, he he trust me. He remembers that he said that. Yeah, you might have been ahead of the curve. I wasn't really listening he to was. a lot of pods on nice. movies that year. So uh, hit there. Yes, thank you, thank you. Yes, that, I think I said that before I saw it. I don't think I had seen it yet. Oh yeah. Uh, but I mean, and the episode you guys did is uh, was great. I like the episode you guys did on it as well. Thank you. Just came out. Uh, it's a couple, probably like a, two weeks ago at this point. It was at least the time of the yeah. recording. It's uh, like seven yeah. hours long. Took me about four runs to finish it. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> Already disappears there somewhere in the end. We just yeah. kind of edit him out of the podcast. <laughs> um, we green screen him out. He uh, goes downstairs and hides in the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna do the awards here but before we do the awards adam you've prepared a rain man trivia question for each of us one for me I one have... for chris i chris i didn't warn you that this was gonna happen okay so okay uh, uh, um jesus christ okay all right now i will say so far the entire bpc team is over so no one has gotten one of these right we we failed Ooh, at departed oh, okay we failed at cuckoo's nest so if any of us gets it we'll be the first one to, to claim three and i have to shout out that this was inspired by your show, Adam, uh, which does oh. this every episode. This is the reason that yeah. I added this. I said, that's a great idea. Let's bring that into this. So you're the inspiration for this category there. So it would be, it would be only fitting if we get one right here. Okay. Who's going well, first, I appreciate, you, you, you I appreciate that. Um, and also, I was embarrassed that I got your question wrong, that you asked me about the sports, uh, the NCAA tournament. I, I, I still think about that once a week, that I got that one wrong. It's a pretty it, difficult uh, it, question, though. What it, it? it bugs me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I asked you to name like the 17 teams that have never made the tournament or something like that. And you I should have like known it, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Um, so Chris's is easier. So I'm going to start Perfect. with Chris. Okay. <laughs> what number does Raymond guarantee the roulette wheel will land on? When he costs Charlie three thousand dollars, which is an egregious mistake on Raymond's part. Is it twenty? Yes. Very Did good. Did I get Chris. it right? You got it right. Ah, nice. Yes. Dude. All right, Chris. That was an easy one. Thank you. Very easy one there, but okay. Right. Oh, whatever. I got it right. Uh, Fuck hey, off. you know what? It's listen. It's it's fitting that Adam calls off the first one. That that that's good. That's good. And Chris was the most terrified of this. Uh, I know. I I I almost. I thought I was wrong. But no, bang. Okay, dude, you're like a Rain Man. I. <laughs> dude, you're like a, someone who watched Rain Man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Kieran. Okay, here I I'm, I gave you a baseball question. Okay. There you go. Damn. So it. we're in we're in Raymond's room, right? And. And what's her name is looking at cards. Who was Ted Klazuski, the Reds' first baseman, traded for in 1957? 
<laughs> gay. God damn it. If you get this, dude, I, you are a rain man. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. Unfortunately, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to tap out here. I. I. I don't know. What was it? It's D Fondy. D Fondy. D Fondy. Yeah. I. I can name, however. Four of the players he mentions in the uh, this is how you when you get the question wrong just make up your own question. Oh, great. <laughs> Four of the, of the players he mentions while he's watching the Reds game in the uh, in the car there uh, on, on the Watchman. Oh, really? By the way, the Watchman, the which watch me and Chris are convinced doesn't doesn't actually exist. Ridiculous! Oh, it's incredible. I couldn't believe it when I watched it. it way dude, ahead no, of no, no, unbelievable. No, Unreal. it wasn't a thing, dude. Like maybe it existed, but there's think about it. You can barely get a good game on your cell phone. In 2023, oh. never mind. Yeah, in 1988, getting it on that weird fucking box he has. No my way. My league pass. My league pass shits out every other exactly. Night. Yeah, it's unreal. Exactly. Yeah, I'm sure, up in Maine too. It's probably really you get some spotty zones up there. Uh, yeah, with no population. Would you have gotten Ted Klazuski if I'd asked? You I, I wouldn't have because that's what I thought you were going to ask. To be honest, like okay. when I got him, like ah, he's going to ask me who that who that was there. So you went you went even harder. You get Chris got to had to name which <laughs> which actor played Raymond. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, so in the car, he mentions Treadway, who is Jeff Treadway, who's a second mm. baseman, was also brave. Mm. Um, Maldonado, mm. who is Candy Maldonado, who played uh, played there. And uh, I believe he played for the Indians as well. He mentions uh, Brenly, who I believe is Bob Brenly, who's a catcher who would go on to manage the Diamondbacks, win the World Series for them. I think he became an announcer too after that. Mm. Uh, and the last one was Davis who I believe was Eric Davis, a, a Reds outfielder oh. there and a, a cancer survivor. This is the so, section where Kieran just, oh, nice. tell, just Kieran just goes on and tells us shit he knows. <laughs> the car was yellow. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this, dude? Like, he didn't ask you any of that shit. He used to have brown leather. Uh, let's go uh, back to it, Kirk Gibson here. Let's see. And, uh, um, his... <laughs> shout out to Fernando Valenzuela, though, who they mentioned yes. earlier in the movie. Pitching on three days rest. He threw on yeah. Saturday and he's going again on Wednesday. Kudos the, uh, to him. The originator of the screwball, by the way, Fernando really? Valenzuela. Yes, he invented the screwball. You're, which a, fu- is, you're a fucking screwball. <laughs> the screwball <laughs> is the uh, in- inverted curve. So instead of curving uh, curving in uh, mm. out, it out. curves arm side. It, car- it curves away from your throw, kind of like that two-seam mm. motion. So there you go. And you, you spin your wrist and throw it off your pinky. It destroyed many arms. All right. Let's go. The BPC Awards as we know them now. So back then it was just was that was that a little trippy if you listen to that, Chris? Weird. Yeah. yeah. You're like, wow, it's really short. Yeah, so what's happening here? I yeah. <laughs> I know. I watched I looked at the running time, it was like two hours. I'm like, oh, what happened to that? Like <laughs> why why is that not a thing? Uh okay, so uh back then we did we did MVP, LVP. We didn't do participation. Uh we did mention our scenes of the movie. Throughout the podcast. So I'll say what we had, yep. and then we'll let you know if we want to change it, and then Adam, you'll, you'll give yours as well. So sure. for MVP, we both had Dustin Hoffman. Chris, would you like to change your vote for MVP? I I will only because... So I yes, I, I, my, my opinion is slightly changed, uh, but it's also in addition to your... You're not going to change yours? I'm staying put with Dustin okay, Hoffman. Okay, that's why I'm going to change mine. Okay. Uh, I've come to the realization that I I think Tom Cruise and Dustin Hoffman together, I think both of their performances are so beautifully in sync that I don't think one would be as effective without the other. 
So I'm going to say Tom Cruise on this in a, w- with it being paired with your MVP. Okay. You uh, see what I'm saying? You did there. Yeah, you're, you're gaming it a little bit. I like. Well, no, I am, but I like but for a good, I I, don't, I just don't think either one of them is as effective without the other one's performance. Cool. I mean, listen, the, the two of them together are just in addition to what they do on screen. Think about you know, Adam, you mentioned you know, how is this a blockbuster? Well, because of the two of them together, you know, and making and, it happen. And yeah. I think it's one of the all-time duo like acting performances I I've like I've ever seen. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So Adam, you get to chime in now. And you I guess get to break point, the tie, or, or, or Barry Levinson's acting maybe Mick- is your bat favorite, or whatever it is. Uh, Levinson just missed the cut. I think he was third on my ballot. Um, <laughs> but acting, directing, he was probably lower. Yeah. Um, but uh, I had I have to go Dustin Hoffman. Um, okay. Yeah. As much right. as I'm a Cruise guy, yeah. uh, Hoffman, I think this is one of the best acting performances I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. It's, it's I mean it's unbe- legendary. Yeah. Yeah, it's unreal. Yeah. Um, He's so good and he's so, uh, it's so authentic, his portrayal. It's not, you know, mean. It's not right. supposed to be funny. Like, it's just, it's so authentic and real. Yeah, he's definitely my MVP. I, I agree. I, I mean, I agree with what everything you said about him. It's just, and just like the, the amount of beautiful nose in this movie, just like the two noses together. Rocking out. <laughs> you call out their profiles at one oh, point. Oh, dude, like, they are fucking <laughs> amazing. They really are amazing. Like the two of them together is just like a dynamite, like face, face, just a lot of good, <laughs> awesome face going on. Uh, no shortage of snage is kind of said in the no, <laughs> no shortage of snage. But I mean so that great. in the best way possible. Like it's just they're pheno- they have phenomenal faces, both of them. The next one we'll do here after this is is going to be the return to crash. Now that will be a, a, a total oh trip. Why would you even? Uh, okay. Well, okay, listen, man, this is what we do. We follow <laughs> a path. But in the beginning of the crash episode, I kind of call out how how you know I failed to talk about. Barry Levinson's other movies or even mention them in it. And I do a little blurb at the beginning of it about that. And he, we did kind of highlight him as maybe the runner up for MVP as a director. I want to say this now, he has directed the only movie that has been recommended twice by the same person. And that person is, is you, Chris. And do you know what that movie is? <laughs> and you did it on the same holiday too. <laughs> what is it, Chris? Oh, fuck. What was it? Um, so Adam and, and listeners, yeah, you're, you're scratching your heads. So we did the Shawshank Redemption as our first ever Thanksgiving special. My oh, favorite okay. movie, Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. It just seemed like something we oh, do. I, I know I since do, then, that's kind of become our Stephen King day is Thanksgiving. We just do a different Steve, Stephen King one. So Chris recommended a movie <laughs> for Shawshank Redemption. Good recommend. I still haven't seen it. The next Thanksgiving, we did Stand By Me, and Chris Stonefaced mm. recommended the exact yeah. same movie and me and Joey lost it. And he went, what, what, what? We're like, dude, last Thanksgiving, you recommended the same movie. And it's a Barry Levinson movie, Sleepers. Sleepers, yeah. Did you know that Barry Levinson directed it? I did not. <laughs> um, when I do these, when I, it's it's like uh, I, I get eternal sunshine. I, as soon as I'm done, I fucking <laughs> forget everything. I forget everything about it, dude. I don't think about right. it again. Kirsten Dunst and Mark Ruffalo come in your house. They have to, they have to <laughs> jump, jump on the couch a little bit. They have to call in uh, the... Yeah. Uh, great movie, by the way. Sleepers. Have you ever yeah. seen that? They got to call in Tom Wilkinson to come in and fix it. <laughs> and then Chris goes along his way. Levinson has had a lot of movies that I absolutely love. I was going through a the list. A couple others. Uh, the Natural, uh, Bugsy, mm. uh, Good Morning Vietnam. You love Great great movie. Mm. Wag the Dog, Chris. Is that one you've seen? Or no. any of you guys have seen? 
That's a it's po- not, pol- political movie, right? Uh, that's also uh, War movie? Hoffman's Pol- also in that too. No, I think it's a comedy of some sorts. I think it's a political comedy. It could be, yeah, it could be. Michael Crichton's Sphere. I don't know. That's one I probably no. skipped. Oh, Dope Sick, Chris. That's one that you started oh, watching, oops. right? That's a wild show, man. Oof. Yeah, he was a director. Really right? upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> Terribly upsetting, mm. but <laughs> important probably to watch. Okay. LVP. So, Chris, for this one... I know who it is, and it's the same. And you've already said that, this this thing. Yeah, you yeah. said uh, um, Levinson is an actor Dude, there in this one. Yeah, it's, uh. it's the worst scene in the fucking movie, and it almost ruins the entire movie for me. It's so bad. Do you, do you, uh, Adam, are you? do you know who he's playing? Are, yeah, he plays the doctor at the end. Uh, or not the... The yes. independent doctor. Yeah, or he's like the arbiter, yeah. I think, at the end. Or, or he keeps asking Raymond, like, do you want to go with Charlie or do you want to go to Walbrook? No, you and know he... what he keeps doing? He keeps interrupting Tom Cruise while he's trying to cook. <laughs> Can you fucking <laughs> shut up? So let him... Oh, it's the worst. I hate it. He's awful. Uh, yeah, so I, so mine was mine was Dr. Bruner, uh, played by Gerald R. Mullen, who was a, pr- a producer on, on the, the project. I am actually going to change mine this time and there's the scene where they're in the kind of the middle of nowhere and they have to go to the doctor's office to uh, he yeah. feels like he needs to yeah. take oh, Raymond yeah. to the doctor yes. ah the doctor in this Don't one did it. not work for me oh man. yeah I, I, okay no you thought i was gonna do the pony express guy oh my i god. did i was about to no, hell get no. very upset i almost gave him my mvp <laughs> oh god me? that scene <laughs> is I, tough i laughed out loud listening to the pod where chris goes that guy was annoying the shit out of me dude <laughs> i i was watching that and i re- i remembered you talking about that guy yeah. in the pod and I'm, I'm watching the movie and i'm like why would they keep this in the fucking movie? It's so ridiculous. I, it's, like, it's just the absurd. Fuck. It's the highlight of that guy's life. Come uh, on. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's probably still telling the story. He's probably never stopped. He doesn't even know he's, what happened. He's, he's probably not talking. alive anymore. Yeah, but. Probably, might not be with us anymore. <laughs> I mean, that guy has a sickness. That's, he's a disease of some kind, right? Like uh, that guy? Yeah, but I, I went with the the doctor because this is he's the worst actor in the movie. Like, I, I just... I watched the scene. I'm like, you know, he's the guy who quizzes him on the calculator. Yeah, yeah. And like, this is <laughs> such like... This is such move the plot along exposition, and yeah, you know, it is. It, it, there's there's a. F- I'm not saying the scene isn't fun because it is fun. You know when he he's he, starting to realize he quizzes, he yeah. gives them the math problems, and then he says like, "How much is the dollar worth?" And he can't do that. So like, right. I'm not saying for the viewer that the scene isn't fun. I'm just saying acting wise, yeah. I think that guy's a pretty rough actor. Tom Cruise has a great line in that where he's like, "This guy should work for NASA," and he's like, uh, "If I if you have a dollar and something costs fifty cents, how much do you have?" And he, he's like seventy. Sense. He's like, oh well, there goes NASA. <laughs> That's <laughs> a great NASA. line. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. So that so that uh, that doctor in the middle there. So I, I didn't go to the beginning doctor. The end doctor went to the to the middle there. I had to take the LVP away from uh, from my dude Gerald Molin, who plays the doctor checking out the uh, Triceratops in Jurassic Park. I got to give him keep him clean <laughs> off my list. Uh, so I've absolved him there. So okay. um, we got Adam have. LVP. I went with a different one than you guys. I have Lenny. This guy does not have things under control. His business is going to shit while Charlie's on the road. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> His awesome. Gets you back. really good. There How is did... no business when that's Charlie good. gets back. That's... Lenny has run this into the ground. That is fantastic. Dude. Yeah, he was not a capable human being, dude. He literally, no. he Charlie literally had to kick the fucking desk on the phone call, right? That, that's that guy, right? It's that <laughs> yeah. at the beginning, yeah. in the beginning. And he's on the phone <laughs> yeah. with him, frustrated, and the, like, <laughs> the, 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 the Raymond farts. Did you fart? And the, ah! and like frustrated. Yeah, Lenny. Lenny causes a yeah, lot Lenny of aggravation in this movie. Lenny sucks. All right, Adam, you won that. Welcome that to good. Best Picture Cast. You just schooled yeah. us, Adam. I love it. That and was it's, awesome. It's so funny to me because he keep, he calls periodically throughout the movie. I didn't catch it the first time, but the second time, there's like three different occasions. Every time they stop, 
Lenny calls Charlie and there's some other crisis that he yeah, can't handle. There's the, when they're they're and in the motel in the rain, right? He call. I think he talks to him then too. Yeah, yeah, yeah and it's like times. he's yeah. got one job, and at the end he's like, "Yeah, it's all gone. I'm sorry, the money's gone. Yeah, it's over. All I have for you. They is took sorry. the cars away, right? Like <laughs> the that's cars, it. They want their money back. Yeah. We don't have it. Yeah, it. yeah. you better money. come up with some kind of casino scheme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Adam. Fantastic. All right, mm-hmm. you schooled the you, you, you schooled the BPC your legends here. I yeah. love it. This we didn't do this at the time, but this is uh, we we kind of like you could you could see the infant stages of it. We're like we need to like yeah. we're saying with the runner up to MVP that yeah, we were trying to figure it out. Yeah. So participation award. We're giving love to someone else in the movie. I'm gonna hop right in because I've already talked about her a few times here. Uh, oh, Valeria Galino. Uh, I just to me she's the heart of this movie. She's playing uh, playing Susanna. I this time around. I was just blown away with her on screen. She's so important to this movie. This movie would be, I think I said it on the episode, it would be a sausage fest without her. Yeah. But uh, it also really would would kind of be a little callous, I think, too. And she really brings some heart and affection to this movie that's so well needed. The choice to make her, uh, you know, yeah. uh, the, have a little bit of the language barrier and have her be non-American is just kind of nice it's it's kind of mm. it's a worldly character that this movie really needs well, it so. kind of creates that like <laughs> when he's explaining i think we went over this in the, in the last thing when he's explaining the police and she's like he's like woo, 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 woo. like just <laughs> his frustration with having to explain it like it kind of creates a magic just like yeah that language barrier it's really yeah. kind of important and she's also i mean she's beautiful she i think without her it it's a bit cynical. Like, I think mm-hmm. you need that. Like I said, that soft touch, that motherly figure. I think you need that energy at some point in the movie. It's important. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and the barriers between all three of them with each other and how they're able to connect, you know, with, with Charlie and, and Raymond, it's, it's the dance, you know, with her and, and uh, Raymond, it's the, the elevator. And then, Finally, her and Raymond, who are having just as yeah. many communication issues, you know, like I, I, like in the very beginning when they're driving down to Fort Lauderdale or wherever the hell they're driving, you know, uh, I guess it'd be West Coast, wouldn't be Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, I don't know. The, what the, uh, South part of California. Springs, uh, yeah. I forget okay. where they says, but Springs, she goes, like, Springs. I didn't want to go on this vacation alone. You know, I didn't yeah. like we're not talking. And, and we're and still then, alone. Yeah. You know, we brought up the you. pepperoni pizza mm-hmm. before, you know, pepperoni pizza, no pepperoni, no pepperoni, yeah, a pepperoni pizza, you know, like <laughs> they're just, there's no communication and then everyone's able mm-hmm. to kind of break their barriers a little bit. Chris, uh, well, participation award. Okay. So, dude, I got a good one here. Ready? Yeah. Mine, is, his name is Nick Mazzola, and he is the blackjack dealer, and he is actually a real blackjack dealer. He worked at Caesars Palace and uh, another casino somewhere, and he was in Vegas Vacation as a blackjack dealer. Ooh. He was in nice. Casino as a blackjack dealer. <laughs> and Rain Man. Awesome. Also as a blackjack dealer. So he's a, a real regular guy, just happened to be in these three movies. And he's one of those, he's he's definitely one of those guys where you look at him and like, I know that guy. Like, where do I know him from? Casino is the big one that I knew him from. But uh, yeah, I knew he was in a comedy. I was thinking Hangover, but you're, yeah. It's, Vegas it's Vacation. Vegas Vacation. Yeah. That's what it was. Um, yeah. Just incredible. A- incredible for- performance when he's like, I'm really happy for your success I'm or whatever really he happy says. For your success, it's just like the clock. I'm back on his. He's in such a monotone. Like I could give a shit about how you're doing right now. This yeah. is so good. Underrated cinematography in this movie too, and we, we mentioned it a little bit in the beginning mm. of this. It was up, didn't win, loses to to Ghost of Mississippi. You know what was up that year too? It should have won. 
And Adam, I wonder if you've seen this movie. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Oh, yeah. You're big Bro. on that these days. You just I watched that? It. I love it. Yeah, it was a yeah. cinematography nominee there. And our guy, Dean Cundy, yeah. did it, who also uh, was the oh, cinematographer yeah. for Halloween, yeah. Back to the Future, yeah. mm. Jurassic mm. Park. Uh, Cinematography-wise, this movie does a bunch of things that are like real subtle. Like I said, like they kind of show... They, they, they show Raymond. They show um, the shadows passing by as they're driving. They do the uh, that you see Charlie's ref- reflection in the in the paint of the car. Yeah, they do a couple of, like interesting things. There's a know? great shot of like just the camera on like the side of the highway, and you see the car zoom by. Like yes, it's a yes. real quick shot. Mm. It's like wow, that probably took like a couple hours. I kind of noticed what they did was they showed the they would show the vastness of where they were driving through, and then they would show this the. the the tiny, like what Charlie was, I'm sorry, what Raymond was focused on, which is very like small, like the little mm. details of like the fence, yeah. the shadow of the fence going by as they're driving, you know? So they're showing big and they're showing what, how small his world is in his head. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think we mm. referenced that in our green book episode and kind of one of yeah. the things that green book lacked a little bit. And we pointed to rain man as an example of how you can make like yeah. a, you know this type of road trip feel I, you know, a little bigger. I thought about Green Book when I was watching this movie again. Like they they have yeah, some too. similarities for sure. Right? I mean, obviously the road trip movies. Um, yeah. But the, besides the that, couple kind of yeah. Yeah, they, they, there's definitely they had there's a lot of similarities there. Yeah. Green Book's a, a less good version, I guess, of this. Particularly, but, uh, uh, how, how does it already say it's cinem- cinematographically? <laughs> <laughs> how to forget <laughs> the word he swears is a real word. Okay, Adam. Participation award. Well, we already mentioned this guy. It's the Pony Express guy. Yes. He's he's just, he's sitting there. He's throwing a hundred miles an hour. He's not even in the game. You know, he's just like in the, in the warmup pen, just, just firing away. More of like a knuckleball pitcher coming in the game. Like, oh shit, this guy's got a knuckleball. What the fuck? Yeah. He doesn't know who's up to bat. He has no, he hasn't read the scattering report. He's just striking motherfuckers out. It's fantastic. I love it. Well done. Fantastic. Amazing. The Pony Express used to ride through this town. Uh, How long would you guys uh, sit there and listen to him? How many minutes before oh, you I would, make I up an excuse to leave? I would be out. I'd jump out the fucking window, dude. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't have any tolerance for that. <laughs> the only reason I wouldn't be the first one out of the room is because of Chris. <laughs> be yeah, you would definitely. Okay. He, you would placate him a little bit more than I would. I would literally just walk, get up, and walk out. Not dude. much longer. Not much longer. But yes, a, a touch. <laughs> no. Now, scene of the movie week. Chris, we kind of said it throughout. You mentioned uh, your scene of the movie. You mentioned as the dance, the dancing. Uh, uh, yeah, Charlie I, teaching. I'm going to change that. You're okay. going to change it, yeah. okay? And I, I mentioned the two brothers uh, in the end touching heads at the end of the kind of arbitration. I'm also going to change mine. Okay, I think so. While we change, let's go to Adam. Let's have you go. What was your scene of the movie? The casino scene. Yeah. I love it. It's what I thought the movie was, so I was excited. I was looking forward to it. Um, The whole thing from the iconic shot of the escalator, which, Chris, I think you said in that pod was what you think of first. Sure. Um, I do as well, even after seeing it. Um, And it was recreated in The Hangover, which I freaking love that scene with Galifianakis. Um, I'm all in on casino scenes. I I love watching people gamble and take down casinos. I love it. And watching Raymond, which I don't understand how Raymond can't even function in that environment because a smoke alarm freaks him out and there's a million bells going oh, off on the oh, floor. Adam, so it makes no sense I have that in my, I have that. 
I have that written down. Do you like, have some nitpicks, Chris? Did you write nitpicks? Down? I had some stuff. Yeah. Uh, let's get. I, I have some nitpicks. Let's get them out. Let's get them out now. No, no. But I literally said that. Well, like, how can any sort of movement or loud noise freak him out? But a casino is perfectly fine. Yeah. He's he seems yeah, calm but, and comfortable. There's no way, right? Or casinos are so loud. Yeah. Yeah. Let's close hard. out our our, our uh, scene of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. close out our let's close out our scene of the movie, and then we'll then we'll throw some nitpicks out okay, there. Cool. So, Chris, you said you're going to change it. What do you change it to? Okay. Uh, I have a feeling we have the same change. Um, I think the bathroom scene is the most we important do. scene in the movie. Nailed it. Yeah. Uh, and and even even more of it than I thought was when they when uh, Raymond is brushing his teeth. That's when Charlie finally realizes who he is, mm. right? In that moment, he he says something about Rain Man, and he's like, "Wait, what?" Like, mm-hmm. and then he realizes Raymond, Rayman. That's when he first makes the connection, all the way through to the hot water, and he realizes, "Oh, the the reason he was sent away is because he he had burned him or something had happened, and he wasn't safe to be around Charlie anymore." So like. All of the he all of that stuff happens in one scene, which is like the most explains everything that the movie is about, basically in one scene. Yeah, this is the stop everything you're doing scene. You know, this is yeah. like when this comes on. If it's if I'm if I'm walking through the room and this is on TCM or TNT, and I'm, this is a stop what you're doing and watch this. Yeah. Uh, I, I kind of don't know how we didn't pinpoint this the last time. I I know. I know. Um, the I saw her standing there scene is kind of how I, I put yeah. it. Picked, somehow picked the perfect Beatles song. It's done. They kind of do this acapella somber version of such like an uppity yeah. song, and the connection between the two of them. I, I think this is this is cinema magic. Yeah. This scene, it really is. It's it, it's it anything someone who's making a movie aspires to. It to brings it brings the entire story together in one moment. It's like. Mm-hmm. I really was watching it like, how the fuck did we miss this? Like, yeah, the, how was, important this was. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But, I mean, Adam, the, the casino scene is perfectly. Well, no, perfectly I think. I think That's the famous. Yeah, it fuck is me, the I most guess. important yeah, yeah. scene as far as, like, it's, it, it's, it's footprint in the zeitgeist. The casino stuff is the stuff that you remember. That's the stuff I think of when I, when I, when I picture the movie. That's what I think of. But as far mm-hmm. as, like, the, the, like, the th- thematically the part the point of the movie that scene this bathroom scene is the most important part you know yeah so in three years adam when we do the return to the return to rayman you can say how did i miss this and we'll just both go well, well the casino scene's the best <laughs> i was <laughs> totally changed. looking forward to it <laughs> that's yeah. it uh okay uh, fire some nitpicks at me I, I love a good nitpick it's my probably my favorite section of the entire um okay why I, I we might have gone over this and i i don't remember why the fuck would she, was this girl with him? I mean, she is she is phenomenal. She's compassionate, beautiful, smart. I've said this before. Why this is she is, with this guy? This like, is always my least favorite nitpick in any movie we ever do because I see this in real life all the time. You know, so I, I, anytime this comes up, we lost. We brought the Lost Weekend before. We said it in the Lost Weekend. We said it. We've said it a million movies. <laughs> How many times do you see them like, how is this guy with this? How does this, how is this girl that left this? I mean, dude he's yet, just you know? such a piece of shit. I, like, well, <laughs> you know, op- open up your blinds. This, this for, you know, just <laughs> look outside. You'll, you'll see it. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so uh, what do you, Adam, you have any, any, anything fun over there? Um, yeah, I just had a couple questions more than nitpicks, I guess. Um, I, it, it's just wild to me when I watch these older movies that people used to get places by looking at a map. And just a general sense of direction. It just boggles my mind that someone can look. Here, that, like, we both someone the, can 
You, you it, didn't it live just, through the map quest era, did you? Where it's like you, you no. had to print mm-hmm. out map quest and it gives you the, it like, like uh, now Siri tells you, make a left up ahead. You have to like read yeah. it on the paper. It's like, all right, in, in 2.1 miles, we got to make a left. Dude, What's 2.1 miles? Uh, we, uh, I was uh, just uh. talking about this with somebody. It was, life was so hard. Like, it, like you literally <laughs> had to have somebody be it. like, at the third, the, the third street, take a right at the rock, and like there's a there'll be a big tree on your lap. Like that's how it was. Like it was really unbelievable. Life, life was hard, dude. No, I never know. drove without a cell phone. I got I got my first cell phone the day I got my driver's really? license. So really? I, I gotta imagine. Oh like, shit! I gotta imagine what it was like. <laughs> I started driving without a cell phone. Just driving. You have a, a fucking road map that's folded seven ways. You're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, you know? dude. You're just. <laughs> I, I got my license in 1996. We were just lost all the time. Wow. I was just always lost. Ran yeah, out of gas. You, I ran out of gas. Oh, you called him from your home phone. You're like, yeah, I'll meet you in there. And uh, I don't know, I guess around seven. Here, here let's check this out. There was one point with my first car where the gas gauge didn't work. So I never knew Ooh. how much gas I had. Oh my God. And I never knew where I was. Holy so, like, dude, shit. I, and you didn't have any way of contact. And, and I could, it, dude, if I ran out of gas, I literally had to go to like somebody's house and be like, I'm out of gas. Can somebody help me? Oh my me? God. Like, serial killers thrive oh, in this I, era. Dude, I, this, this is the year, this is the time <laughs> of the serial killer. For, it, was like, it was like the steroid era of baseball. It's like we were just hitting home runs left and right. For no so many us. reasons, there's, there's no real good reason I'm alive still. Like, it just, it, it shouldn't be. Like, I should not be here anymore. Jeez. Oh, it's man. It's wild. I, 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 got a, yeah. I got another one. Are you guys done That's with a that good, one? That was a good life nitpick there. Uh, yeah, the, them <laughs> them Lewis and Clark in it from Ohio to California. You have no idea how hard life was, Adam, at, 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 back in the day. I'm glad I don't. <laughs> okay. How much did Charlie get at the pawn shop for this watch? Dude, he goes and buys a suit and has enough money to do high-stakes gambling at a casino with the money he gets from the pawn shop. Uh, well, was the... Was the watch? I mean, it was was must have been some like expensive Rolex or something, right? I, that's what I'm asking. Like, wow, yeah. how much was that fucking watch, dude? Ten thousand. The guy had the guy was in debt two hundred thousand dollars. He $10, had a fucking dollar watch. Well, see, I I think I mentioned this in the episodes. Like, I, I can't figure out how much money Charlie has at any given time. I like, don't really understand what Charlie fucking does. I what think is this more, job? I think he's got a lot of walking around money, but doesn't have. He he has he's got immense debts. All right, Kieran, kind of explain to me exactly what Charlie does for a living. He imports expensive <laughs> European cars, but and, like, and resells them. But okay, it's a Ponzi scheme. He <laughs> he's an importer exporter. He's an importer exporter of, of latex <laughs> I, and. Uh, I don't think this import, business makes any fiscal <laughs> sense at all whatsoever. No, it's a Ponzi scheme. Why, I think e- we said that back the then. EPA is <laughs> involved. I've never heard of such a thing. He's getting them off in the opening scene with the terrible song that I guess is stuck in your head all day, Chris. Uh, you know, oh, Ica Ica. Yeah, <laughs> Ica Ica. Uh, uh, uh. He's just taking them off. A sh- it might be like a wire two situation where he's taking them off these shipping carts, and you know, he's, but why is the EPA so involved? Like, what, what, what are these? Are these things like putting out fucking some sort of toxic gas? Like, what is happening? Yeah, it's a weird situation. I don't know. I mean, the what? There's no bigger. There's no bigger nitpick than the Watchman to me. But I, I still just mm. in, inside question Raymond's grasp of the game. Of blackjack, if he could really get a feel no for way. it, to, impossible to, to earn 80, gr- 80 grand. Dude. Like I, we touched on this, it's not the, as simple as two for ten. If two is no. a lot and one for a lot, and, and and by the way, we touched yeah. on this a little bit in the previous podcast, dude. There are so many rules and unwritten rules in a casino, dude. Yeah, you would be, you would be so 
yelled at and not even by the dealers, but by the other players. Like, have you, Adam, have you ever been mm. to a casino? Oh, yeah. Have you ever played like at a table like that, like a blackjack table? If you, if, yeah. if you do something wrong, like the players yell at you. Like, it's, it's, it's yeah, you're very, definitely not touching other people's chips. Dude, That's... it's a very <laughs> stressful environment to yeah. be in. And there's, like, I, I, and you said this before, forget the lights and the sound and everything else. But the stress of that game, there's no way Raymond could function in that environment. There's absolutely no way. Forget it. No. No. Uh, I agree. I I also why bet three thousand on that wheel of fortune? Like why Horrible. you could probably make twenty thousand on that bet, probably. Well, Awful I think move. It's, you'd get twenty to one odds. Right. So uh three times right. twenty is what 60, 60 so you get 60,000 but like so why not bet 1,000 like what and it gets he gets greedy but well, it's like he thinks he's like so, some this genius that can with numbers but you're so close very, to what you've earned but roulette is so stupid because like there's no it's it lands where it lands and right? he has to know there's no math to it right I guess, there's no math to it I, yeah. I guess maybe yeah. though it's like it's we're sitting here saying how could you logically do that in a casino yet how many times have the three of us done something really stupid in a casino <laughs> yeah, like, totally <laughs> Well, I actually like to play roulette. That's actually one of my favorite things to do at the casino. The but math, I'm not betting three. I'm not betting three thousand a spin. Yeah. The math. The math in roulette <laughs> isn't about where it lands, though. It's about where you're betting. I guess, right? Is that yeah. How, well, that was wheel of fortune, which is literally like they're all spots on the wheel, and like we have thousands of great prizes. A lot of ones that if it lands on one, you get exactly. Yeah, what but it with is, roulette, it it's like you have to hedge your bet like in a certain way. There's a there's yeah. a strategy to it, but it's not on the wheel. It's it, on the where you're betting. And, I think. and at the end of the day, the strategy of roulette is probability. It's not. There's no yeah, well, real strategy. Right. You're just hoping. For I mean, that's what blackjack is for most people, unless you're Raymond and you can count six yeah. de- six yeah. through six decks of cards. Yeah. Which yeah. I, even 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 if you're a savant, I don't think like realistically you could do what Raymond did in this movie with six decks of cards. Yeah. How, you that's a ton of cards. Know. No one can count into a six deck shoe. I mean, that's um, true. okay, let's go to a uh, uh, time machine recast here. Anyone, any part of the movie, put him in here. Uh, I'll, I'll kick us off here. Uh, I recast Chris's favorite part of this movie. Uh, Barry Levinson, the director. Oh, I did that too. We, Barry Levinson, love him. He's no Clint Eastwood. Uh, he doesn't need to star in his own movie. <laughs> Here is, I, so I plugged him out of here. Uh, so I, I wanted someone who's soft-spoken but still concise. Uh, I did pick an Oscar winner. I know the budget ran a little high on this one, so I picked Jason Robards. You guys are familiar with Jason Robards? He won the Oscar for All the President's Men. You may know him, Adam, as the. Uh, have you seen um, Little Big League, the baseball movie where the little kid becomes the manager of the Twins? Uh, oh yes. Yeah, so he's yeah. he plays the grandfather who passes away oh, okay. and then gives the. It gives a kid to so I feel like he could be the sauce spoken. He's also the uh, he's also in another Tom Cruise movie, Magnolia. He's the uh, his dad. Ooh. He plays his dad in Magnolia. Oh yeah, okay. Oh, really so yeah. Jason Robards. Oh cool, that. no. that's good. Uh, Chris, who'd you have? Same role. John Carroll Lynch, same role. There, yes, and there we go. <laughs> John Carroll Lynch, my uh, one of my yeah, it's who I use almost every time. Yes, um, <laughs> amazing. He's, he'd be great. He'd be, Michael like, Shannon would be good too. I thought about him. He'd be a little menacing, a little too menacing. Uh, the, he, John Carroll Lynch has that soft side, that kind of like that 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 you know very calm demeanor. He can he can also play a serial killer and a psycho, but uh, he has that like calm kind of reasonable like demeanor. Michael Michael Shannon, Raymond, do you want to go with Charlie? 
or do you want to go back to Holbrook? <laughs> now, <laughs> tell them again. <laughs> Adam, who did you recast in this one? So I got ambitious, and I decided to take this as if they were remaking the movie today. Okay, you want nice. to go with a, a modern day. Time so machine, man. I recast both Charlie and Raymond. Okay, and we did this um, in a 1988 um, kind of like we're allowed to put uh, whoever we want anywhere, or or did you play by? Uh, oh, I did it. I did it like today. Like okay. if they okay. made, so if they made, made they're making it right now. If they a re Rain Man, I said Adrian Brody as Charlie. Oh, I can see that. Uh, the nose. I see. I see where you <laughs> went there. Keep the profile going. I got yeah. it. Um, and then this is a big swing for me. As Raymond, I had Jesse Eisenberg. I think he could play this role. It, that, now, Chris, you're probably right. They would go with someone, you know, yeah. who, who yeah, had the disability. Yeah, yeah, I get but you. if they didn't, I, I went with Jesse Eisenberg. Wow. See, now I was thinking uh, uh, because of their ages, I flipped it. I, I, I misheard I, you and had too. Jesse Eisenberg in the Tom Cruise That's role what, and, exactly and Adrian what I Brody thought. in the Hoffman Yeah, I, I flipped it and made the younger brother. Okay. So they'd have to it. change the plot. They have to change the plot Which a little bit around that. that yeah. But no, but I, I liked yeah. it. Yeah, I kind of like I, it the other way. I kind of like Adrian Brody as the old, as Raymond. Yeah. That yeah. Was, oh, really? Yeah. Kind of like I get his second <laughs> Oscar the way the Hoffman got his uh, next Oscar. And that I like it. And I can see Jesse Eisenberg like playing that like frustrated character really yeah well for some reason mm. but are- i like that you flipped the <laughs> you kind of did like the platoon like role reversal like uh, like you, you did yeah. the uh the opposite anti-cast uh, i like that mm. um all right adam so now if if we make this into a muppet movie oh wait we're not doing that <laughs> no, no, we're not we doing that this time that. okay no. good i think valeria galino um. would be the answer though they don't be muppets <laughs> except for valeria galino uh, Man, I just I think you have more faith in Jesse Eisenberg's acting than I do, Adam. I he's one of the it's it's a crime. He does not have an Oscar. He should have won. Uh, it's what? criminal. Uh, well, what, you're not a what? Uh, is it? You're not a um, social network guy. I am a social network guy. Just that movie is this. I think it's a great performance. But that's it. I do not think it's a crime that he does not have an Oscar. I, <laughs> that okay. statement. What <laughs> what other movie was he in that he should? deserve an oscar for no it's social network he, in that. okay all right yeah. yeah definitely he should have he should have won for social network i thought yeah. he was unbelievable I'm a I, I mean i i love that movie i'm a king uh, speech guy we're I all wrong a i have a stutter I, st- I stammer damn it i love that movie too uh, uh great, great films okay. great year one yeah, of the best years year. one of the best years yeah. right 127 hours actually was my my horse that year didn't, didn't toy story three yeah it has the franco of it the james frank of it all 127 hours is that a toy story three year too yeah, Inception was that year too. Black Swan. It was a phenomenal year. 127 hours. What a rewatchable movie. Wait, absolutely not. <laughs> Toy Story 3 is a Toy Story 3 is a wonderful film. Uh, okay, cutting room floor. Take one scene. <laughs> take something out of the movie to make this movie a little shorter. Now, I gotta say, this movie can be shorter. Two. I think what is. It? I think it's two thirteen. I don't feel like Rain Man needs to be over two hours. I really don't. I I think. Rain Man should be like a 150 to two hour movie. It's, I, I even saw the runtime of summer. I'm like, wait, what? I got to do yeah. an extra 20 minutes here? What is this? Take a scene or scenes out of this movie. Break this thing a little shorter. Uh, Chris, you have something ready? Yeah. Um, I kind of feel like the fish stick scene is not like there's too much. I, I get it. Like I know, but like there's too much of the way of the, the middle where you're waiting around your like the, the rain in the rain and stuff. There's just a little mm. too much of that. That whole uh, bit, that hurts me a little bit. I know. I feel like I, I, I uh. 
See, you Man, say I, it could be shorter, but you no, don't want to give something up. Like, no, I, I have something I definitely want to give up. But I, that that's such an that indoorsy scene with the rain outside. The ambiance of that is like the claustrophobic. Yeah, I hear you. It could that. be slightly shorter. Though. I kind of it's I, very long. I kind of think it's so savage when he cuts those fish sticks with a protractor too. Like <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it's such it's, a visual. It is the moment where I like if I need a snack, that's the time You're I'm going to go. Okay. Yeah, right, that's fair. That's fair. I went with. The scene of him wandering around at the traffic stop. Oh, that's a good one. Um, yeah, I get it. They're one. doing for the chaotic energy, but I think you... Or that he can't control him, right? Like, Yeah, and the cop's yelling at he, him and this and that. He has no control over the situation. I get why it's yeah, yeah, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I think we we accomplished that later on with the with the ego, burning the ego waffle. And the, that's way later. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, mean, you I can found say myself the same... watching it being like, why is this, why is this here? I, I mean, Kieran, this... it's the same thing as what I picked. Like... Yeah, I like it's it's necessary sort of, but also maybe not. Yeah. I just I guess with the rain with that motel scene there's like something uh, there's something about that scene that is factual to me like that I, I just stuck I, there. Yeah. Yeah, and I I just I dig the vibe of it and you know him not wanting to go outside in the rain and it delaying him even more like it uh yeah. But I mean I guess my scene is important cuz it shows why he can't be on the interstate. Right. Or why yeah, right that and that Charlie Ha, like has no idea what he's getting in, involved in. Yeah, you know this, this. This guy is not safe in this world. And I said earlier in this podcast that I liked how they film things in different styles, and that's a totally yeah, different style. Yeah, that's yeah, almost yeah. like the the CSI Miami style, you know. Yeah. Brr, 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 brr. And I think maybe to me that was just a little too much. But you know, Adam, what about you? What would you cover mm. this? So this was sprung on me. I didn't have this prepared, but I like what I like your thing about the interstate. I, that, that was the first thing that came to mind. I also would could take out the beginning montage of the cars. <laughs> like I know, it's so 1988. I will say that it's so it, 1988. Yeah, all, so many movies of this time just started with these three minute montages of, of nothing, and it's like I understand, <laughs> well, like it somewhat connects, but it we does don't need actually it. for me. It does set up that it's we're we're in L.A. We're in smoggy Los Angeles, like the way it's shot. It's in that like it's almost like that Michael Mann, like early yeah. like nineties Michael oh, Mann okay. stuff where like it's like a hazy LA horizon, the car is coming on the lift. So it like sets up for me, it sets up like where we are. We're okay, we're in Los Angeles. This is the job this is the, the car is coming in. Like I don't know. It, it kind of sets it up for me. Yeah, I I, I get it. And uh, you get the Ika Ika song, which I love. <laughs> That song uh, is used in uh, Mission Impossible 2, I believe, as well. Is when it really? Tom Cruise is rock climbing for no reason. Wow. Just Ica, other than. Ica. Yeah, also I believe that song the, is. Uh, <laughs> also, on the Mission Into, also on the Mission Impossible 2 soundtrack, like I highlighted before, Metallica's I Disappear. Yeah, there we go. Great. Uh, <laughs> we have um, Oscar reevaluation. So I'm going to give you what it won. Uh, I'll give you what it was nominated for. It was nominated for, for so picture, which we put aside. Hoffman, leading leading actor, was nominated for Levinson, director, screenplay, cinematography, art set direction, film editing, and score. Hans Zimmer's score in that one. Uh, it won for leading role, Hoffman. Won for director, Levinson. It won for writing. And uh, and that was it. So it, it did not win for cinematography. did not win for set direction. did not win for film editing. Did not win for original score. So, two sides of this. It wins all of its Oscars that it was up for, except for one. 
And if you could only give it one Oscar from what it was up, what would you give it to? So we'll start with if you could only give it to one, what's it getting? It's going to win picture. We have that locked in. Gets one more. Adam, I'll have you go first. So if you could only win one, I would say Hoffman. Has yeah. to be. The I, answer. I have to agree. I'm yeah, actor, that's, a, that's a clean sweep. Yeah, yeah. it's got to be. Now we'll go. It gets them all except for one. So which one are we giving up? Again, We are. it's not going to be actor. We know that. Director, screenplay, cinematography, art set direction, film editing, score. Which one are we punting? Which one are we going to say, all right, it sweeps except for one? I would say director. Director? Going to give director somewhere else. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I can make an argument for any of these. Set direction. I totally agree, Chris. This is a road trip movie. We're not in any one place. I was actually kind of startled that it was up for that. I was like, wow. How did sound it? was one of the ones that it was up for? It was not up for sound, no. Film oh, editing it was. Film editing. Okay. Um, art and set direction. We don't yeah, really live in yeah. one place. I guess maybe for that, this is the, this is the first podcast where we really overuse the word iconic, so I, I guess we'll keep going with that. The iconic tree line yeah. going to the thing. Uh, maybe the, the rooms, the, the cards, and the like. there was a lot of... Yeah. Setting up different sets throughout the process of the road I, I trip. I could make a stronger argument for everything else, though. Except yeah, for that. totally agree. Totally yeah. agree. Yeah. So I would go with that too. Yeah. Right. Can we can we talk about best actor? Can we can we like deep dive that for a second? Yeah. Sure. What what do you got? So and this will lead into the Cruise thing. Sure. Um, why is Cruise not up for lead actor and Hoffman supporting actor? I don't understand that because this movie is clearly about Tom Cruise. It starts with him. It or yeah. his character. It ends with his character. And it's about his character arc. I mean, Raymond doesn't really have much of an arc. Charlie's the one who evolves. He's in more of the movie. I don't really understand why Hoffman well, is leaving. Part of it is it's it's where the actors themselves like they almost they put themselves up. They they advocate for themselves when they when these awards come along. Mm. So it's potentially maybe Dustin Hoffman put himself up for best actor. Yeah, like it's it's not always just like what the academy decides. It's like what they what they advocate for. Yeah, and but yeah. I mean, it's if more complicated. If we're putting it in a perfect like world with all this, they I kind of have them actor. as dual leads. It's funny when yeah. we right after we released this episode, this this discourse did happen afterwards. I think we even put up a vote. <sighs> like, would you go this guy lead this supporting both lead this guy lead this supporting? I don't know if they did two guys in the same movie uh, doing they've done it before. back then though yeah they? they have oh yeah they okay. they did it more then than they they do now oh, I see. um i to me they'd both be lead they'd yeah both be lead I, that's and what i think too because while the narrative runs around cruise the center mm. of the story and the title character is raymond you know and sure. I, I don't think there's a movie without him i think he's the Oh, for sure. Centerpiece, yeah. of the, and he's of the film. he's who you think of when you think of the movie. I think, yeah, right? like first, yeah, he's the first thing you think of. Yeah, he's That's the fair. centerpiece. Of but it. I, you're completely you're right. right. The narrative though. is he starts. The movie starts and ends with with Tom. It's Bruce Tom. Yeah. It's it's, mm. it's Charlie's story, really. I think they'd love in a perfect world. They'd love to have Hoffman be the lead and Cruz be supporting, but you, they couldn't justify. But they, that but they, they clearly. Do I would be fine with that because I think he should. I think Cruz should have won. They he should have been up. Yeah, they he do, do or that they now, though. Where, yeah. But it's 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 really where they put them, like they where they want. It. They almost run for it. It's like an office. They run for. Yeah, it, they like. find a way to to slot it in. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, you want to talk a little about your cruise journey here, Adam? I do. Um, Tom Cruise. Now, and I want to preface this by saying uh, none of what I'm going to say factors in his personal life. I don't care what he does. 
it's it's his thing. I don't agree Let's with Scientology. Right. I love it. But yeah, yeah. Um he's he's become my favorite actor of all time. It was love Leo it. for it was Leo forever. But after doing this deep dive, it's gotta be Cruz. He cares so goddamn much about his movies, and he's in so many great movies. Hmm. Um is this on your guys' Cruise Mount Rushmore, Rainman? Ooh, good question here. All right, so off the top of my head, I would say the, the Mission Impossibles have to be there. The Top Guns have to be there. Mm. I mean, A Few Good Men is is probably on the top of my list. Uh, Jerry Maguire's got to be there for me. Yeah. Um, mm. This is this probably misses my Cruise, my cruise uh, Rushmore. I got to be completely honest. Fair. I don't know the few good men's on mine either, Chris. Uh, I think that what? last spot, man. That's not right. I can read you mine if you want. That might help you. And I also want to say I listened to um, your Redeparted episode uh-huh. today, yeah. actually, and I and I agree with you when you said you think of it less about like their best performances or whatever, but more about their career. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of how I went with it. So for for Cruz, I had Top Gun Maverick. Mission Impossible Fallout. I think that's the best one of of the bunch. Okay, or it's... we could group the Top Guns and the Mission Impossible if we want to. But sure, on. yeah. yeah. Um, I had I did have Rain Man on there, and then I had Cocktail. Okay, yes. Cocktail's okay. definitely on my list. Cocktail's fantastic. Minority Report's probably way up there for me. Oh man, did you do Minority mm. Report, Adam? I, I I did. That was one of the rewatches. Yep. Yeah. Oh man, what a, what a great one. Um, man, I got part of me wants to do Color of Money, Chris. Like. The Vince shirt. Oh, you know? oh, that's definitely in my top five. Tom, yeah. Tom Cruise performance. Oh, you've seen it because you hadn't seen I it. I have now. The, yeah, on the yeah, pot. Have, yeah, legendary character Vince. The shirt. The name on the shirt. Great. Yeah. I'm back, baby. I mean Magnolia too. I mean yeah, Magnolia so is to me his yeah. best performance. Did you watch Magnolia, Adam? I I did. That was a weird fucking movie. I don't know if I'll ever watch <laughs> that again. Was, <laughs> he was great. Fair. That and Eyes Wide Shut were the two that I was like, "What the hell am I watching?" This I have still nuts. not seen Eyes Wide Shut. Uh, that's a you wild, should. It's oh, a wild should, ride. Man. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a wild it's ride. Kubrick, man. Yeah, the final Kub- the Kubrick movie. Yeah. Any other uh, in in that uh, long list of movies you watched? That got, you you did um, Risky Business and all the right moves. I did. Yeah, I did Jerry Maguire, Risky Business, Minority Report, uh, all the missions, the Top Guns, the Outsiders, which I was kind of pissed off about. I'd seen it in middle school because I read the book. He's on the cover. And I was like, oh, this must be an important cruise movie. He's in it for like 17 seconds. I was like, I just wasted 90 minutes. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow, which I enjoyed. I have since seen that. We talked a little shit about that. I already loved that movie. So I I gotta say, it's it's, it's pretty entertaining. Yeah, That was fun. Let's say one of the ones I grew up with was uh, Ridley Scott's uh, Legend, man. I I loved that movie when I was Mm. a kid. It's a weird one. Yeah, I watched that mm. for my Ridley Scott watch. It's like a Muppet 1001. movie. <laughs> it's weird. Did you watch Legend, Adam? I did not, no. Yeah, it's you can skip that one. It, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I loved it when I was a kid, but it's a weird 80s like Muppet mm. movie. Yeah, uh, the, the best part of that is... is uh, or Jim Henson movie. It's like a Jim Henson movie. kind of. Tim Curry is, is the devil. And oh, he's the, the best. best. Yeah, That's the yeah. best part. Also, the, mm. uh, the girl from... Um, uh, from Ferris Bueller is yeah, amazing in that too. Nice. Ooh, me sorry. Yes. Oh, yeah. beautiful. But yeah, no, it was really fun. I I think he's a fantastic actor. I think it's too bad he doesn't have an Oscar. Um, I think he should have mm. at least one. Um, Jerry Maguire probably should have been. I, to I me, think it's Ray, to me it's yeah. it's Magnolia. You know, Michael Caine didn't need that second Oscar. Nobody gives a shit about Howder Sice rules. Cider house, <laughs> Cider house rules, whatever. It's it's to me, it's yeah, 
that's a forgotten movie. And uh, mm. I guess they wanted to give him another one. Uh, he already had one for the Woody Allen movie. Did I don't know. To yeah. me, uh, Hannah and Her Sisters, I think, was his first one. Uh, to me, that one should have been. Mm. That should have been Cruz there for Magnolia. He's, he's great in that movie. And I think he should have been nominated for Maverick. I know I'm not uh, in the majority with that, but I think I thought he was fantastic. I think that's his best performance, to be honest. I think he's unbelievable in Maverick. And that the scene alone with Val Kilmer is just unbelievable. I so. agree. He should have been up. He should have been up that one not not after sun get out of here i do love me some after sun and i love me some bill nye too i know you really buried that poor soul in your uh, living is wonderful wonderful film um yeah so uh before we say goodbye here adam i'm we're, we're putting it to you here man if you just watched rain man what do you recommend to the people give us a recommend if you just watch rain man I recommend Champions. I mentioned it earlier. Um, came out this year. I believe it's on Peacock now. Um, it, it's a it's a phenomenal movie. Woody Harrelson stars in it. One of my favorite actors. He uh, gets sentenced to coach uh, this basketball team for um, disabled individuals, and it's it's a movie where he's not like ignorant, and he's or he is ignorant, but he's not like mean to them. It doesn't start off like that. And it's like, oh, he grows to love them. He's just ignorant about it. He just doesn't know a lot about them. Um, and he grows to love them over the movie. It's a great film. It's heartwarming. I cried many times, which I'm an easy mark for crying, but uh, cried many you're times. Here. It's you, you, yeah, and, it's you a, and Artie will get along really well. Hey, I, I, <laughs> I burst easy too. So. No, I mean, I'm, I'm in. I'll, I'll watch that for sure. Yeah, it's a great basketball movie. and um, Sounds like it's in the Mighty Ducks format there where you get sentenced to coach the team that you didn't want to coach and then you yep. grow close to yeah. the kids and you go on from there. Yeah. yeah, Definitely. And there's a line almost ripped right from this movie, which we mentioned earlier when Charlie says they're capable of a lot more than you think they are. There's an entire scene where Woody Harrelson, one of the characters I think rides a bike home or a skateboard and he's like, Heck, he's going to kill himself um, on that thing. And the guy goes, they're capable of a lot more than you think they are. And it goes into this whole scene about where it shows each one of them in the real world, working real jobs, interacting with people, like doing all this stuff. It's, oh, it's cool. really great. Cool. cool. Yeah. Awesome. Are we giving recommends, Karen, or no? No. Do you want to give a recommend? I'll give, I'm going to give Adam a recommend. Maybe he's not seen Just it. As long as it's not a show that you want me to watch, Chris. No, Succession is the show. <laughs> oh, my God. Succession. So good. There was it underlined? Go. Oh, was it underlined or crossed out? Now he's got it in both ears. Now I got it in stereo. I love Wonderful. it. I love it. Yeah. All right, Adam. I got a recommend for you if you like this movie. Um you might have seen it. I don't know. Have you ever seen Little Miss Sunshine? Oh, yeah. I've, I've heard many things. I haven't seen it, Dude, though. It's a, it's a road trip movie. Very similar. Mm. Uh, it's a family, though, and they're going on a journey, and they're, they're, there's a lot of things changing as they make this journey. It's really good. I, I, think, you'll, I think you'll like it. It's very heartwarming. Uh, mm. It's heart-wrenching at times. It's great. Great stuff. Yeah, great, and ties back to our uh, Return to the Departed episode because that was nominated the year that the Departed yeah. won. So yeah, very, great very stuff. Cool. Yeah, good one. Alan Arkin, great performance. Absolutely. And that one, like that was, I think he won. Mm. In that. I believe he did. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Good stuff. And I guess since we're making recommends, I'll, I'll make a recommend too. I recommend that you go out and watch Top Gun Maverick. And if you've seen it, yeah. watch it again. Nobody's and if not you've rewatched it, watch it again. Right, Adam? What do you say? I watched it last night. Closed out my Tom Cruise rewatch. It's the man's favorite movie of That's all great. time. I love it. I love Don't it. I, love I, cr- it. I cried again last night. I don't know how many uh, times I've watched I it. I cry every time. Yeah. It's what the, my dad would have done. Motherfucker. The, the movie was on and your eyes were open. You know? <laughs> uh, fantastic. Uh, 
not a Who Should Have Won podcast. We talk about the movies that won. So I have seen two, since we're going to make this real brief, of the other nominees. I have not seen Working Girls still, and I have not seen Dangerous Liaisons. Uh, I know uh, our, our other Adam at Best Picture Cast, uh, Adam from 1001 by 1, Adam St. John, is passionate about that movie. I think he's, he's been in the, in the plane all that. But I have seen since Mississippi Burning, which I highly recommend. Dig it. I think that's another one that people feel is a little problematic because of the perspective it's told from whatever. But it's it's a it's a good watch. Gene Hackman, another Michael Rooker. Love me some Michael Rooker, uh, especially when he's the heel. Defoe too. You can't yeah, go wrong yeah. with, with Defoe. Check out Mississippi Burning. That's a good one. And the other one was The Accidental Tourist, which we mocked a bit. Yeah, it was good. And it was the first appearance of Zeta Short. Uh, oh, okay. this was the first time we had a. A listener reach out to us in the podcast. It was only our third episode, and I got direct messaged. How dare you uh, go after the accidental tour? It's a wonderful movie. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I was like, oh my god, here we, <laughs> this is happening. Zita Short has gone on to be a, a contributor on the show. She has been on our one of our Oscar specials. She was the co-host on our GG episode. So shout out to Zita Short, our first uh, our first ever listener to reach out and. Stick it to us and, and put the business to us. And she has her own podcast, the 300 Passions Podcast. And on top of that, myself and Zita have a full episode on the Accidental Taurus that we've done on her podcast. Uh, so I have to shout that out too. So good nice. stuff there. Adam, thank you so much for joining us, dude. Uh, again, plug the plug everything you got going on, the website, the podcast, all that. How can people find you? How can they find your podcast and your website? Sure. Yeah. Give us a follow on Twitter at the Circuitverse. That's the best way to keep up with all the all the website goings on and the podcast, uh, the streaming circuit you can find on Spotify or Apple or anywhere you can find podcasts. But I recommend the big two. Um, we do a lot of fun stuff. Look, like to keep it um, fresh. A lot of brackets, all fun stuff. So go give us a follow. Check us out on Twitter and uh, and Spotify. And yeah, this was a blast. I had a great time. Um, Kieran, you were great. Chris, you were okay. Ah! <laughs> Bullshit. He knows how to climb the ladder around here. Oh, damn. Right. Um, uh, hopefully I'm really I pulling well the strings, Adam. I... You don't realize. <laughs> now, Ad- Ad- yeah. Adam, Chris has vowed to never be on another podcast with someone. Else. Like He's never guesting on a Zoom. So if you can pull him into your world, Ooh. that will be a big uh, a big win. He's yeah. the only what's one of uh, who's not appeared on. No, I, I like so. you, so I, I'll consider it. But. <laughs> what's uh, What's your favorite genre? What madness would you be interested in doing? We might be able to find a, a lane for you. Chris likes serial killers. Serial killers, heist movies I, I enjoy a lot. You know. Oh, okay. Maybe we can... we'll do a Tarantino retrospective. <laughs> they could do an 11, an 11 movie bracket. Uh, yeah, can you, 11? It's 10. It's 10, so it fits right into the... Uh... <laughs> uh, well, you could put the writing ones. You could put from Dust Till Dawn and True Romance and, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. and those two. Oh, true, true, true. Um, Nin- yeah, no. 90s uh, indie. Uh, well, big fan of those, so. Skateboarding nice. movies for all that. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Hockey, <laughs> hockey movies, sports movies. Yeah, I'm into those. Sports Ooh, movies. We do have maybe. a. Yeah, I already have Andrew. He's coming on for sports movies later this year, so I'm interested to see your take. We have a couple hockey films in there. Yeah, better okay. slap shot. Better be one of them. Well, you might not want to listen then. Oh my god! <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> These guys are. It's not. It's not amateur hour over uh, there. Uh, but no, thanks for having me on. I hope I did well enough to get Dude, invited back. amazing. You crushed it. Uh, it was a pleasure having you on. I'd like to have you on again, man. We'll we'll talk soon. Uh, if I tell you you're going to be on soon, that'll probably be three or four years from now. Huh? Just, you, you're learning the process. Mean, meanwhile, I'm on every three weeks, so I, it's like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> uh, Adam, thanks again, uh, man. Chris, 
We did this. Hey, we did it. Same hey, room. Two years it. ago, Adam, you're in the you're in the uh, the studio here. Is it? Put you around the room. Chris's artwork on the wall there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris, plug your it's, artwork while I'm showing uh, Adam across the room. There's yeah. his uh, his. I don't know if you can see that there. The oh wow. Yeah. Oh, are you the one that makes those? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, see, those that's are the, awesome. The latest that you have there behind yeah. his head. I'm doing some musician stuff there. Uh, sorry, I'm not on mic. Yeah. Chris, <laughs> no, you, plug it. Oh, plug those, it. Tell the people. Find me on, find on Instagram at at Pop Vulture Arts Vulture with a V. Pop Vulture Arts. And uh, yeah, I'm going to be selling all my stuff on very soon. And it's Get starting ready. to take off here a little bit. Yeah, already. actually, all the stuff, off the all the stuff Adam just saw is sold already. So uh, they're, yeah, they're flying like hotcakes. That's right, baby. with the syrup on the counter before they're delivered. How that's about right. that? Yeah, that's right. Yes. Um, um, if you're a listener of this podcast, if you actually listen to the original Rayman episode and then listen to this, man, you're you're all in. All we need from you now is a review, rate and review. Give us a little five-star action, write a little paragraph. It might only take about five to ten minutes of your day. I mean, we just took about three-plus hours of our day to do yeah, this one. Sure did. I, I kept it under the three-hour mark mm-hmm, for you, Chris. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah, guys, we got to get going. Walkner's on in five minutes. Walkner right. is on in five minutes. Thank you for the <laughs> cue-in. That's well well done, Adam. You're, you're, you're fitting right in around here. Thank you for listening. Not totally sure what's going to be next week. We're we're, this, we're way ahead of ourselves, but I'm sure we'll figure it out. And Absolutely. you know whether we see you in two weeks or never again, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out, guys. Uh, thank you for listening. Bird.